the lumber town of Otari, with its storied past and a fair share of sinister secrets, has been fairly quiet in recent decades. Over the 400 years since its inception, the surrounding area has been the launching pad for many famous adventurers, and as a result, most of the ancient ruins have been fully explored, much of their mysteries already solved. But when the mysterious gauntlet, an eerie landlocked lighthouse, begins to glow with a baleful light, the people of Otari suspect it's an ominous prelude to sinister events. The call goes out for a new band of heroes to save the day. Those heroes are... Mukta. One's path in life may shift like the sands. You have to adapt or be buried. Halarmony Higgins. Can I play something for you? New Lara. Hey, I know that it's scary, but you have to get up. Okay? Take my hand. Ugh. Very good. Let's go. Clovis. Nature is not to be put in order. Nature is order. It is for us to put ourselves in unison with this order. The time has come to enter the Abomination Vaults, Ruins of Gauntlet. Our camera fades in, showing a dark place beneath the Abomination Vault. Second, there we go. Okay. Showing a dark place beneath the Abomination Vault. The small pile of books set at the base of the large statue burns, kindling for the fire that rages here. The statue, an effigy of Belcora herself, created by the cult of the Canker as a vessel for her spirit to inhabit, burns. Hundreds of years of flayed flesh, stitched and stretched across its surface, begin to blacken and curl back as it burns beneath the flames. The room fills with smoke, making it harder to see through the haze as our camera pushes in closer to the lifeless body of Naka Zarin herself, consumed along with her masterpiece. Finally, the smoke is too much and our vision is completely obscured. And as we pull back from the smoke, we realize we are no longer in the Abomination Vaults, but actually back in Otari. Slowly, we pull backwards out of the smoke. We can see the Dawnflower Library, fresh from a recent fire. A plume of white strokes smoke stretches towards the sky, a sign of a recent fire extinguished, as a small group of people have gathered on the steps of the temple. The camera pushes in slowly on three people deep in conversation. The town's mayor, currently running for re-election, Osef Menhems. The head of the temple at the Dawnflower Library, a halfling woman by the name of Vandy Bandersnatch, motions angrily as she is speaking with passion. And Captain Longsaddle, head of the town guard, completes the circle with a stern look on his face, his arms folded over his chest. Off to the side, we see our group enter the frame, rushing over quickly to see what has unfolded. 
That bastard Carmen is going to pay for this. You mark my words, says Captain Longsaddle. By the light of Saren Ray, we only lost a handful of books. But taking the blade, Mare, this cannot stand. Mare Menheb's nods along, catching your group approaching from the side. Ah, the heroes of Otari! How goes the quest? Is our city safe for good from the menacing lighthouse? Well, I think we were to come back and talk to you about some things, but it uh, looks like your some things walked away. What happened uh, to the lighthouse? Or what happened to the library too? Well, I'm helping with the water. <laughs> the fire oh, at this point looks put out, right? The, the fire's already put out. It's just sort of like a bit of smoke still rising, but overall there's no active flames currently. And, and the mayor answers you, Hal, and he says, uh, it, it appears that Carmen Rajani, if uh, eyewitnesses are accounts are to be believed, started a small fire in the book restoration room and in the ensuing chaos, smashed the display case and took off with the cooperative blade. Luckily, there were no injuries and only a few books were lost in the fire. And like at that point, he's cut off by, uh, you know, Captain Long's saddle. Cut off by Captain Longside, and he says, <clears throat> As I was saying, sir, we have all of our men on the task. Many have been dispatched on horseback to check the roads into town. All ships have been forced to stay docked until they can be thoroughly searched. There is a door-to-door -door search in town now. Carmen's a drunk and an idiot. If he's within our jurisdiction, we will catch the bastard. And Mukta, you see his gaze floats to you and his eyes narrow down on you. And he says, what we don't need is vigilante justice. We need to keep the Thieves Guild and anyone else who might want to interfere with our active investigation out of it before they fuck it up. And you can feel this content from him as he's like glaring in your guys' direction. And Mayor Osef is like looking between you and him very nervously, like back and forth, like comically. And you see literal sweat forming on his brow that begins to drip down his face. Y yes, of course, Captain Longsettle. Nobody will impede your investigation, right? And he kind of like looks to you guys and um, Longsettle doesn't even look at you guys, just gives a nod and a slight bow, turns and marches away to join his men who are kind of waiting for him down at the bottom of the staircase. And the camera pans back to our heroes. And we can hear, like, Mukta coughing off screen. Right? <laughs> and uh, you guys kind of come back in frame. I think I want one of those meals. Or in, in those those ales at uh, Meta's shop a little bit later. But I want to talk to you for a minute, Mayor. Uh, privately, if that is okay. Oh, sure, sure. Nothing. What, what's going on? And like right now, Mukta's coughing is getting even more violent. <laughs> Are you okay? What's going on with you? Yeah. Yeah. It's that. I'm fine. I'm sure I'm fine. It's it, the residue yeah. from that Otari. She <laughs> got that check. Vandy Vandersnatch, like the halfling priestess, she kind of steps forward and she's like, Hun, are you doing all right? You don't look so good. <laughs> oh, Lord. At this, Mukta, at this point, can you do me a favor? I need you to make a fortitude saving throw for me. All right. I think we need to get Mukta to the doctor. I mean, aren't you a doctor? That is an 18. 
Okay. Working to be a fucker. I'm going to refresh this real quick. Okay, so Mukta, you rolled an 18. Yes. In this moment, you begin coughing louder. Uh, you have a hard time answering, catching your breath. And you guys watch as Mukta's eyes kind of roll back in his head. And he falls face first into the ground and goes unconscious. What the? Clovis? What the? <laughs> Get up, man. I put an arm under his armpit. Yeah, yeah, and Vandy has Vandy has rushed forward, and he's she's like, oh no, 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 and she's like, kind of like feeling him. Clovis, uh, you're you're watching your you're watching Mukta. He's passed out. He's coughing. He's obviously under some sort of effects, some lingering effects from down beneath the the gauntlet. I do. What uh, is, uh, can I do a recall knowledge to see sure. if I know what yeah. he has? Yeah. Do you have any specific lore that can relate to this, or is this just going to be have, a general nature? I have a nature lore, I believe. Yeah, we can do nature. Forest That's lore. Right. It's forest lore. Oh, forest lore. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's not quite nature, but you tell me if you want to try to apply your forest lore. This might apply yes. to the situation. I'll try. All right. Make a recall knowledge check with your forest lore. No mother, I swear. I always use Ros- Rosemith. <sighs> <laughs> So, Clovis, what'd you get? Uh, Got 11. Okay, an 11. You rack your brain. You kind of go down. You're unable to really make heads or tail of what's going on with Mukta. Um, I think I'm going to make one for Bandy. Mukta, we promised each other that we're going to snap each other alive if something like this happens. Okay. I I want that as my last resort. Wake up! Vandy's, like, like feeling him. He's like, he's he's got fever. So he's burning yeah, up. Let's let's, let's get him in. Let's get him into the into the uh, into the temple, quick. And uh, she asks, like, you know, you know, Lara to pick him up. And he's small enough; you can just scoop him up in one hand, right? She has no idea what's going on at this moment. Neither does Clovis. Um, and off to the side, we hear more coughing, picking up, as the the familiar sounds of someone hacking up their lung. But this time, it's Hal. What? Hal, can you make a fortitude save for me? I can. 28. So Hal, you begin coughing up. You can feel your lungs on fire burning, coughing loud. You know, Clovis kind of comes over. Are you okay? You catch your breath. You feel like you might pass out, but you manage to push whatever this was affecting you out of your system, and you do not pass out. All right, uh, so can... I now, instead of a forest floor, I'm now looking at uh, Hal. Can I do a medicine check, recall knowledge? Sure. So, like, Vandy and Nular are mm-hmm. rushing Mukta into the temple, yep. right? To take him to, like, looking a room back of at some Hal. sort. Right. Mm-hmm. Hal and Clovis are there. Hal's looking like, like Hal, you you catch your breath, feels okay. And uh, you wanted to, you said you wanted to do another uh, recall, recall knowledge. knowledge. I'm going to use medicine this time. You want to do a medicine of... check this time? Yep. On Hal? Yes. If I can figure out what Hal has, I will know what Mukta has. Okay. That is a 18. Okay. You look at Hal. It looks like he's fine. He's got a bit of a fever, but it feels like it's breaking. His, you can feel like his cheeks. Everything's a little flush. He was definitely come down with some sort of disease, but with an 18, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what this disease is. I don't think it gives you any information that helps you necessarily treat this. So, you know, the camera smash cuts back. They've pushed off like a table. 
Um, they've laid Mukta down. Mukta, you've come to consciousness. You only like blacked out for just a moment or two. So, uh, you know, you do come come through. You right feel sorry. <clears throat> you feel terrible. And uh, Vandy is is like looking at you guys. She's feeling his thing. She's getting like some medicine and, and herbs and styles out. And she's like, tell me everything. Uh, we were fighting and we met the ghost of Atari. I don't know what he did to them, but uh... literally a bowl drops and shatters on the ground. And like she stops and she turns around. She said, what did you say? Atari, wait, hang on. Help my friend. I will tell you everything. Is he okay? She gets back into motion and starts Thank like, you. feeling him. Yeah. I will slap him if I need to. Let me know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I will say, like, uh, Mukta, right now, you have the sickened one condition. So you can go ahead and add that to you. She's like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I mean, were you exposed to any sort of, like, strange funguses or molds? Or did a, a strange creature bite you, like... Some this is some sort of disease. I'm just not sure which which yet. Uh, there was a shadow. I remember a shadow. I can't speak for them. I wasn't the one. I don't know. There was. Um, there is my friend. Excuse <laughs> me. I'm having a bit of a hard time to breathe. Oh, excuse. Hold on. Uh, uh, go- I'm going to say it. ghost. Touched me, threw me, somehow. <coughs> but I mean, I possession is not uncommon, sure. But to be feeling the lingering effects of the the possession that that can't be right. Attacked through my shadow, I think, if I remember. <sighs> and and this this shadow, you said it was Otari. Like, the Otari? The Otari. Yeah. One and only Otari. Well, he died He died when Belcora uh, defeated him, right? She, she collapsed the gauntlet. The, the Rose Guard collapsed the gauntlet. He fell in the rubble and he was killed, correct? Uh, I mean, no, I guess he survived. Well, I mean, eventually, yes. That would, yeah, he died. That would be the reason why he's a ghost. Oh, okay, okay. How did he die? This this is very important because this might be the clue to, f- to saving your friend. I, I don't know. How did he die? And I think Clovis and Hal probably come into the room around this point, too. Is he okay? Clovis. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's okay, but he's not good. He's, uh, he's definitely sick. We gotta figure out what they have. Didn't, uh, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see what happened, but I heard Atari say something about that uh, monster that was, or that weird-looking creature that we passed with uh, mold and spores all yeah. over it. Mm. But, yeah, that's uh, what he said. He said he was here, and before he took a nap, or ever, mm-hmm. he said he, he took was a breathing in some things, um, some of yeah. this fungus or mold or pond scum on the pond. He said that was terrible. I don't know. It doesn't seem to be that too bad, but... <laughs> Laura poked it and uh, she got sick, but uh, not she shook it off. It made me sneeze. So, were you able to identify the fungus that caused this? That could really help. No, no. okay. Well, oh, you know, can Clovis roll a recall knowledge to see if he remembers what that fungus was? 
Sure. Check. I mean, you made. Well, here's the thing. You made a. Uh, you made a check at the time, and you had no idea what it was. Oh, we did. Okay. You did make uh, a check to see if you could notice the fold. You noticed it was. And actually, no. It was actually Mukta that made the check. Yeah, I, used, so, I tried to use Kevin more. So that's right. So I think Clovis, you can go ahead and make one. A nature recall knowledge. A recall knowledge. A recall knowledge. To see if maybe you can recall what this fungus was. Get my good, good roll. Twenty-one. Is oh, a twenty-one with my uh, roll Smith dice? I like it. The mold itself really didn't strike you as anything dangerous. It just seemed like very run-of-the-mill mold, and it definitely shouldn't cause any sort of symptoms like Mukta is seeing. But you do remember the mold was attached to a strange creature, a creature that f- was feeding on the refuse and garbage of this place. That is correct. If if and and you do remember, Otari said he tangled with that creature got bit and ran and hid and then died. So maybe it's more related to the creature than the mold that was on its surface. Yeah, he said the creature was, uh, if I recall correctly, he said it was a O2, like zero two something. (laughs) So this gives, uh, you know, Vandy, Vandy Bandersnatch something to go on. So she she tells one of her assistants to go research anything they can on this creature. And so there's like this moment where like, you know, there's like a, a montage of people doing research and eventually they come back with a book and she's like right here and she says otugu uh I, we don't know how to i don't know how to pronounce it but otugu i don't know it, it it's a carrier of a disease called filth fever that can cause uh coughing lethargy eventually death if that's what killed otari and otari's spirit touched you maybe maybe you are unfortunate enough to have this same disease passed along we can do treatment that's fine. See, this is why my mother always said that vaccines were important. <laughs> <laughs> Do we she need comes to pick over. something up or? Well, she comes over. She says, you know, there's there's two approaches to this sort of treatment. And you can pick one or we can take the shotgun approach. I have the ability to, by magical means, attempt to remove this poison, this disease from his body. I cannot guarantee it will work. And... The, my abilities to do such thing are limited. I can try once only. So if you would like me to try, I will gladly lend you those services. Otherwise, we could, you know, give you some medicine and some herbs and lay you down and hope it passes and hope you get better. I mean, can we try with the first one? And then if that fails, go ahead with the medicine. Yeah, I didn't like the sound of whatever the shotgun option was. <laughs> I don't think I need to down quite yet. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So would Clovis right. have an understanding now, knowing what it is with the medical to treat them after, if this didn't work? For sure, yeah. If you wanted okay. to take over treatment or anything, you could. Okay. So there is there is um, an ability. It's Can I put this in chat? I'm not sure. It's called I'll treat definitely action. Okay. It's an action called treat disease, and it's kind of like an exploration activity that you, you spend oh, yeah. basically eight hours tending to someone who's under the effects of a disease and you can help give him a boost against his role right so what what vandy said but she does have she does have the spell prepared so she can at least get one magical attempt to remove the disease now this is going to take us to something we haven't done before in pathfinder second edition which is called counteracting so 
in fifth edition, right? When you cast like dispel magic or remove disease, it's just go works and it's gone, right? Mm -hmm. In Pathfinder second edition, you have to make an active count. All the spell allows you to do is to make a counteract check against the effect that you're under. So in this case, because she's using a magical spell called remove disease and casting it on you against a disease, she has to make an ability check just like she's casting a spell. And if she rolls high enough, she can counteract the disease depending on how strong the disease is because the disease will have different levels associated with it. Or, you know, if you're if you're trying to dispel spell, then you use the spells level as the, the strength of the ability. So in this case, She's going to make her ritual. It's a 10 minute ritual. She's going to ask you guys to help. At the end of it, she's going to make one magical check and try to purge the disease from your body. So what what is your guys' like kind of helping? Like Clovis, you're, I guess, the medicine expert here, right? So this is your true. sort of world. So why don't you go ahead and set the scene for kind of how you've, how you, how you guys are helping Mukta or doing this, why she's doing her ritual. Um. That was a good question. I guess uh, I'm just over there with her and uh, helping her do whatever is needed. I'm asking her, what can I do? Yep. Like, I'm used to giving medicine and stuff, but uh, not uh, never been around somebody doing a spell from for uh, magic, magic yeah. spell for disease. Her spells look like prayer, so she's got her like holy like symbol out. She's like got she's down on her knees. She's praying to Saren Ray, like you know, may the light like touch this this brave hero and purge the disease from his body. They've built like a sun like a the room you're in has like almost like a sunlight, so the beam from the light is like shining right onto you because they find like the light is very holy here, and then that's kind of how they channel their magic in you, Mukta. So, at the end of this spell and the end of her prayers. The magic of Saren Ray flows through Vandy Bandersnatch as she tries to counteract your disease. I'm making an active roll for her. And, right. uh, can I give her guidance to help? Uh, ooh, can you? Probably. Clovis is no help. Can you put guidance in chat? I think this is a skill check. Yeah, so I think you can give her guidance. Very cool. So she's going to get an extra plus one. So she has plus seven. So she's going to get plus eight. All right, Vandy, do your magic. She rolled a 15. Now, I will say for this check, a 15 is a... Oh, wait a minute. A 15 is actually a critical fail. What? Holy. What good. So I was going to say on a fail, it, you can still counteract a disease if it's only a little stronger than your spell. But on her critical fail, I'm sorry, Mukta. It doesn't work. At least it doesn't kill me. No, no, no. It doesn't kill me. I was waiting for that, but I was just like going, so, or you so didn't, or you didn't looks, go to dying one. Vanny looks really exhausted. She's almost collapsing from like the energy she had to expend. Does that include the guidance? That includes the guidance, yeah. And so she's what she says is it didn't it didn't work. <laughs> and she's uh she's uh really like upset about that. She's like, we're gonna it looks like we're gonna have to deal with this the old-fashioned way, right? Um, and, and Vandy, like, leaves the room for a minute to go, like, consult maybe something she's missing to help her out. There's also, you know, a fire raging, like, fire that was raging and all this other stuff, so she's got other business to attend to. She leaves the four of you in this little medical room. Mukta not feeling the greatest. What would you guys like to do next? Clovis would uh, like to, at this point, just start uh, doing medicine. 
with the medicine and start uh, just doing old school medicine on them. Okay. So you want to spend, you know, the rest of the day essentially treating his wounds to give him a bonus on his next save against the disease. Sure. Okay. So we can do that. So that leaves Nulara and Hal, right? We still got the rest of the day. You know that like the, there's like sort of a ticking clock besides the fact Mukta might be dying is, you know, the lighthouse. You know that there is somebody anchored deep below the lighthouse that's, that's kind of the battery for the thing that's being used to charge the lighthouse. Otari has told you guys in no uncertain terms that, you know, Volok has to be stopped and he's there. Are there any preparations you guys would like to do? You can either spend your time helping. I mean, Clovis is helping Mukta. I don't know if you guys want to continue to help that as well, or if perhaps your time could be spent doing other activities to prepare you guys. I don't know. You guys tell me what you guys want to do for the rest of this day. Clovis, is there um, I, I, I got Mukta. Um, yeah? Okay, are you sure? You guys sure? need to go get... I got Mukta. Um, All right. You should go get some silver on your some of your weapons. In case we run across any more werewolves down there, we may mm -hmm. have to come back across that guy. He made it very clear we're not coming back through him without a fight. Um, mm -hmm. And I can think of anything else that you think we need for um, the we'll need going back down there. So we'll gather that while I take care of Mukta. Okay. Mukta, don't die. Uh, uh, never. Uh, my Wait. mother would never let me live it down. Okay, <laughs> I am. Uh, I am not going to let him die. I am. I was. I will get him healthy. All right. I'm a woman. Do I have enough energy? Uh, I need us. Yeah. If I need to slap you, I'm... I just don't have magic to do it right now. It's going to take a little while. Steve, do I have enough energy to write a note at least? Yeah. So you're not bedridden. You passed out for a little bit. You got your consciousness back. You can walk around fine. The only fix you're feeling right now is sickened one. So you you've got this like sickened feeling in your stomach. I'm not. I don't fully remember what sickened condition fully. Yeah, if you can walk around, I'll just be. Does I'll be walking. He can't. He can, but in order to like treat wounds, you've really yeah, got. He's got to stay there, right? He's got to stay. Status penalty equal to this value on all your checks and DCs. You so can't willy. Yeah, I can't will. I can't swallow anything, including elixirs and potions, while sickened. Oh yeah, which is bad because you could go and theoretically um, buy. Like there are medicines that could help this effects you know mm -hmm. and maybe you know your alchemist pal aurelia might have something in stock but it says he can't willingly drink things so like you guys would have to like hold him down and like force it down his throat like a baby which i would like to see cool. <laughs> Good. I like so, that idea. i'm not sure what kind of disease this is if i'm contagious i don't want to create some sort of you know pandemic in otari so i'm going to stay in uh Stay here in the library, and I'm just going to write a quick note. Uh, Nulara, if you could give this to uh, Mera, if you happen to go down there. And it's just okay. a quick note, ex like, asking and kind of explaining, like, hey, the sword's gone. Uh-huh. What's known about? <laughs> right, right. Just checking in on any, yeah. any sort of defense. Okay. Perfect. So we leave Clovis and Mukta to kind of do the treat wounds thing. Hal and Nulara, what would you guys like to accomplish in today's rest of the day? You okay, Hal? Yeah, I feel okay. Um, okay. I think Mukta is just, it uh, affects him because he's short. So he can't get the <laughs> fresh air, you know, because he's low to the ground. But I think um, 
that, you know, Mera might have something uh, that could help this. Or we talked to her and mm -hmm. talked to, about the sword. Didn't she have a, like, a, a watchdog on Karman? Oh, yeah, you're right. He did. She I did. To, I also need to talk to the mayor that we need to find that sword, but we need to use that sword. And I need to get the brooch. Brooch? Brooch. Need to get that yeah, thing. Yeah, the brooch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Before you leave... <laughs> Whatever that captain might say, if it was the Rajani who did this, he had enough mind to make a distraction before he uh, stole it. So, oh, he's if it was him, do not take the same uh, foolish stance as this captain and underestimate him, yeah? <laughs> okay. Uh, Mokta, sorry, I know you feel bad, but I remember you have these books. <laughs> Can I grab them for <laughs> me really quick? Uh, sure, my pack's over there. Uh, I, I don't really want to carry anything. I'm feeling a bit winded. <laughs> I got you. I got it. I got it. Yep. Okay. So you pull oh. out, like, he had three books. You had the three books on you? Is that what they are? Are you talking about Morleyvin's books? Or are you talking about those three books you found in the, like, uh, I... translating room? Like, which books are you referring to? We've had a lot of books in this campaign. I don't oh, it's actually... here on the party. The... I think I have books on my character. But... Okay. I know you found the the ones here, like the what the worm knows and grave feasts. Ah. Secrets yeah, of I the skull. Yeah, I think I put those on the uh, party loot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we still got to turn those in for money. Yeah, so, do we have to have all four of the uh, the items that we're looking for before we go back down? No. So to be clear, right. The way Artari explained it is to go further down, like beyond this level, deeper into the Abomination Vaults, which he says there's a lot more to it, uh, to break that, that seal that kind of sprung up and is blocking it, then you need the four icons okay. of the Rose Guard. But to right. deal with Volik, that's yeah. in that level that you have access to now. So like, okay. yeah, like kind of like dealing with Volik should, is kind of like the number one sort of priority. Okay. and. Finding the the Rose Guard icons is sort of close second, I guess, because you know the sword is currently whereabouts unknown, right. which is an important thing that you guys have to take care of. Okay. So in in the short term, right? If you want to spend some of your current time, like precious time, researching the ro the four icons to deal with that, that's fine. Just know that every moment that you're not spending preparing for the immediate threat of Volik might. You know, that's that's more of a pressing issue. So I don't want to tell you how to spend your time, but I just want to remind you how it's how it's gonna work, right? All right, Hal, I'll take your lead. Yep. Where are you going, right. Hal? Let's go to uh Meta's place first. Maybe she has okay. something okay. that uh Mukta can uh sniff with his little rat nose. Yep. Okay. We will help him. So you guys step in, ding ding, you go into the crook's nook. The whole place is kind of like a flutter, like Yinyasmara is sitting. She's got a very focused look on her face. She's got like a glass of wine. There's papers kind of on the desk in front of her. She just kind of has like a hundred yard stare as she's just staring across the room. She doesn't even seem to notice that you guys kind of pop in. Oh, so that is that is a shame. And I start playing the music really loud to make sure she hears me coming. Yep. So you, she hears you coming. She like takes her feet, like uncrosses them off the table, stands up. You see her take a deep breath and then put on like a big smile. And she's like, if it isn't my favorite bard, Harmony, how are you? Come here. I will go over there and bow and ask for her hand and put my forehead to it and 
Yep, she she takes, you know, she holds her hand out for you to do, and she's so chivalrous. And I'll uh, lean in, like to give her a quick hug and tell her uh-huh. that uh, Mukta is sick. Mm-hmm. He's he's not able to drink or or eat anything. Some O2 disease. I don't know. Do you have anything that gets rid of toxins or stuff that you can inhale or something? I mean, we are more well versed in putting toxins into people than taking them out. Oh, so maybe you know the anti- the antidotes for some things like this. You, you said it's some sort of creature that I couldn't pronounce. Oh, I, I, I can't say it's either. It's like O2. Yeah. So it's a big, dirty, trashy <laughs> monster. That Isn't has... that just oxygen? Are you sure he's moved designed to oxygen? I mean, perhaps he's not getting enough oxygen because he's sick. Huh. She said the uh, filth fever, pink fever, filth, filth, something like that. Filth, filth yeah. Well, that does the not sound like fish. a... <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound like a good time, but I must say, my sweet, not exactly my area of expertise. Okay, so where's your watchdog, Carmen? I assume you're talking about Seabuff? Yeah, the sword is missing from the library. And, uh, the mayor thinks it's Carmen, but I'm not so sure. Oh, it was Carmen, all right. Seabuff has the, the bonk on his head to uh, prove it. And he's not exactly too happy about getting his head smashed in. But uh, don't you worry. You don't have to worry that sweet face of yours. I have my best team of trackers on the case, and we will have his location shortly. And uh, the Thieves Guild will handle things. We will make sure to put an end to Carmen Rajani and maybe take over his shop to repay some of his debts. We need that sword. It's going to have to go back to Minhem's. Of course, the sword is not ours to keep. We will hand it over. I, I have no intentions of keeping the sword. It's part of the goodwill. Like, you know, Osef, we have a mutual understanding of the way things work around here. I'm sure you understand. We're going to head up there here relatively soon once we talk to Rin um, to see if she has some potion or, you know, incense or something like that that, he, that can make Mokta better. But we need that sword and we need... Zabruchin. Do you know somebody named Zarmavdian? Something? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. I've, I've read the children's stories. The fantastical wizard headed in the clouds, pulled the Rose Guard out, collective butts out of the fire one, two, maybe three times. Of course. Everyone knows Zarmavdian. That's what I was trying to say. Does he, did he live around here? Does he have any people families that stayed in here or does he have a tower on the outside of the city or is the lighthouse's tower uh you know unlike the Rajanis and the Menhems he did not he had no interest in putting down roots and starting a town so he moved on to uh, Absalom after within a few years of finishing off Belcora receded to his wizard's tower and did Wizardly things, I'm sure. Hmm. He has no descendants that I know of, no heirs, no no presence in the town. Okay. Nara, is there any things that you want? Hmm. No. Uh, I just... That's not what I mean. <laughs> no, I think we're good right now. Okay. How? Doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll let you know uh, once we uh, learn more about Mukta's condition. I Thank you for your time Set. and... I, I send him my best to make sure that he knows that he is 
one of the family, and if anything is to happen, he will be taken care of. Understand. All right, remember, that sword don't go back, does not go back to Minhem's, or it does not go to his... Oh, does not go to Minhem's, but I thought you said it needed to go to back to Minhem's. No, Maybe there's no. a miscommunication. We, we need that sword for the lighthouse. Elaborate. All right, so see these bones here that uh, Nilara is carrying? These bones... <laughs> Are like, yeah, sticking out totally of your pocket. yeah, I'm carrying a bunch of stuff right now. Yeah, I do. I was going to ask, but I thought, you know, I thought better not to ask about the person carrying bones in my line of work. It's best not to know. That is uh, Otari. That is the bones of Otari. We met his ghost. That's what how Muta got sick. Um, there some force field has sprung around, and the only way to unlock it is the icons of the Rose Guard. We need to get the brooch, the spell book of, I'm going to call him Zarm, and then the, the, the sword, and what is the last thing? The, oh, the brooch, the sword, the, lock picks. the spell book, and the lockpick, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I believe we need Mukta to be able to use those lockpicks, because, I mean, I can't do this, nothing for them. Interesting. So, what you're asking for is, for me, in my strict working relationship with the mayor is to put you first and to get, hand over the town's most important symbolic relic, the thing that gives the entire town hope, and hand it over to you instead of returning it to its rightful owner. Basically, yes. That's what I am asking. Do you have a family in Absalom or do you... I mean, obviously you live here, but... Uh, My what? family stretches all over what Belcora is going to do will destroy Absalom. Do me a favor, Hal. Make a pers- like make a uh, not persuasion. What's it called? Make a diplomacy check. Not in this case. It's not using your instrument. This is just you having a heart to heart with Yin. So just okay. a straight diplomacy check. Here goes. I'm going to use a hero point. Hero point. Hero <laughs> point. You did roll a two plus ten for twelve, so we are re-rolling that. Okay, that's much better. That's a day 27. Thank you, Rollsmith. You mean Hal doesn't constantly sing and play with every word he says to everyone all the time? <laughs> he usually tries. It didn't work in this instance. <laughs> Come on, Mara. Every word I say, every breath I take. Oddly, I, <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but when I look into your sweet eyes, for a moment there, I was ready to slap you, but there's something, I, I believe you. I don't know why I believe you, but I do. Because I tell the truth. You are beautiful, and we need these icons. Now, you need these to... I mean, this isn't... Did you say unlock a force field? Break a seal. Break a seal. Unlock the force field. It's the same thing. I don't know what the force field is. So, so, so once this task is complete, you would be free to return the sword to me, and I could return it to the mayor? And he doesn't have to be any, none the wiser, correct? I don't know, because I don't know what happens when you break the seal. I'm not sure if it's like a key and you put it in and then it opens and then you take it out. Or if it is like, um, how do you say, uh, when you burn the fire, it goes away, right? Half the stuff is gone and disappeared, but you still had a fire for a moment. I think just because of your sweet eyes, I'm willing to risk it. We have an agreement. You return the sword to me after you use it, assuming you still have it. 
Okay? And if not, uh, you can just, uh, you know, tell the next mayor that you don't have it. She, uh... <laughs> yep. She, she smiles and she says, Fair enough. I will send word as soon as we have it in our possession, and we will get it to you. All right. Very good. Thank you. And, uh, Merrick, uh, have a nice day. Nulara, stop staring. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Yin, uh, Yin gives uh, you a wink, Nulara, as you're, you know, getting ready to leave. You were, you, she was about to slap you. I wasn't staring that way. I was staring to be mm -hmm. intimidating. As she you guys gonna leave. slap him, and then she wanted to slap him. <laughs> as, as you leave, right? That like smile, that like happy go lucky, and like the like smile fades as you guys leave, and she goes back to that long, sort of like drawn look on her face. And she kind of turns and she looks at one of the, the guys in the corner with an ice pack on his head, the guy that's been like, you know, tailing Carmen. And she says, It seems Absalom is important important to Hal after all. Why don't we do some digging? Do and, I hear uh, this? Nope, you guys are gone by the time this happens. This is after you guys are gone. And we cut smash back to you guys, walking out of Yin's. What's your next stop? We need to go uh, to Rin's place and maybe Morley Bent to ask him about this. Yeah, books. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, these books. Ah, yes. Okay. I'm, yeah. I forgot uh, we even had them. So we get back to Morley. Uh, Morley's is on the way. So we get to Morley's, right? And we. Uh, uh, for once, he doesn't have the, the thing super dead bolted and locked. It's it's just a normal door, and you guys are able to go into the shop, right? So, ding, ding. Shop opens. He looks in the back. He's like, books. You guys got more books for me? Nalara, give him the goods. Okay, here. Do you guys actually have, like, <laughs> bulks of book for him? I don't know if we got any we more have, bulks of books. I think, one bulk of Morley Bent's books. Okay. So that's yeah, worth five have, gold. So yeah. we, can, uh, we can do that. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we have we have one bulk of Morleyman's book, so I'll delete that and I'll add five gold to your party loot. So that is good. And then you, you kind of bring out these other three books, right? The What the Worm Knows, The Grave Feats, The Seagull of the Soul. And you show him, look what we found. Immediately, Morleybent is like, like, does the whole like, <gasps> these, get, these do not belong in my shop. Please put these away. These are offensive. What? Why? Oh, he he just says like the subject matter, like necromancy, sort of like flesh warping and and cannibalism. No, no, no. These these sort of books are not fit for my shop. And he he refuses to even like have them out in his shop. Oh, uh, would you know anything about how? What's the name of the wizard again? <laughs> Z. Zarmavdian. 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 Yep, that, oh, that you guy. mean the founding, the founding wizard of the Atari uh, Rose Guard, the yes. one who defeated Belcora. Oh, a big fan! Like I have, I've been collecting his memorabilia for years. Like I got Ooh. so much of his stuff. Interesting. Would you, perchance, have heard? I don't know, like stories, myths about where his spellbook would be. Oh yes, very interesting story. So his spellbook, when he passed, was found hidden away in a sort of, uh, I don't want to get too technical for you guys, but in a different dimension. And it took a party of adventurers who got in way over their head just to retrieve the book. And then as soon as that book was retrieved, they were murdered and the book went missing for, oh, about 
425 years or so. Everyone just thought it was gone, lost to time. Where were these adventurers killed? Oh, in Absalom. Oh, I look at how. I don't know. So what happened to the book? You did not finish the story. Oh, very astute observation there, Hal. So I'm looking in a magical bookshop in uh, Diobel. And you know what I happen to find? Just stuck on a shelf, unassuming, just sitting there for sale. Zarmavdian Spellbook. Bargain. I think I got it for five gold. Look, look. And he like, he calls you over, right? He goes to like one of his like side rooms. He opens the door and he's got a shrine to Zarmavdian in here with like replicas of his like wands and his like clothing he would wear and like diagrams of all his spells and on an altar right in the center with a glowing light just shining on it in a glass case is the spell book. Morley Vint, do you like the the work you do in, in, in Altari? Very much. We need that spell book to defeat the person in the lighthouse. What do you mean need? We need to use it to unlock the seal that is guarding the lower levels so we can get to Belcora's spirit and put her to the final rest. And the only things that will unlock it are the icons of the Rose Guard. So I assume you probably catch him up on like everything that's happened. You're meeting Otari's ghost, him telling you about the seal, needing the things. And he's just like fanboying as he like listens to the story. And he's just like, to think these secrets lied so close to here all this time. And all I had to do was look not as safe as reading books, I guess. But if you need the book, the book is yours. But I do have some conditions. You will need to spend an afternoon training with me. I need to make sure you know how to handle this very delicate, very priceless work. I cannot have it damaged. So as long as you are willing to take some lessons from me in handling the book, I think we can come to an arrangement. Too early to learn. No, sure. You got time. Let's just do it. Okay. Good luck, Nolara. I'm going to see Zemir. Ow. Hal <laughs> leaves and leaves you with this like really like super nerd like Otari fan like Roseguard fanguard fanboy right and he's like I gotta show you something look and he pulls it out this is a replica of the exact wand that he used to use look hold it feel how heavy it is and he's like yeah. really like trying to show you all his replicas it's an otaku awesome. it's amazing <laughs> is this even um, the real book it just seems so convenient that you have it I understand. I was doubtful, but I have verified its authenticity. Okay. Fate fate is a, you know, I I feel like I was meant to have this. Like me and Zarmavdian, we are, our, our souls are linked in some weird cosmic way. I don't, I, I, I never got to meet him. I somehow hope to maybe achieve greatness. Maybe I could travel back in time and just have tea with him. I don't know. I feel like we would be best friends if maybe he just met me. Maybe wow. if you just noticed me. Oh, wow. Okay. But I, I guarantee this is the, the real deal. And as he, like, takes it out of the glass case, he puts on, like, silk gloves to very finely handle it. He t basically tells it's all about finesse, right? We cannot be rough with this book. It's got to be, you got to, you know, separate this. We're not going to shove it in a backpack or anything. It's got to be in a hard-shelled case. You're going to carry it. If you're going to turn the page for any reason... You know, you're going to use tweezers and he's like, he just walks you through like how to handle ancient texts, right? 
Can I point out he literally said, notice me, senpai. (laughs) Yeah. I get stuck on him just wearing silk gloves. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep, and he's and he walks you through, and you spend the rest of the afternoon with him learning how to handle books until actually make a make a general dexterity check for me. I don't know if there's an is there a bet, a good check for this other than just straight dexterity. Uh, don't break uh the book right? check. It's not it's not really like you know it's like it's not thievery. I think Give me a just... nerd check. <laughs> Yeah, just just make a dexterity check for me. That would be <laughs> plus one, a ten. Ten. So with a ten, he's like, no, 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 and he he makes you take a few more hours of training. So, Morley Ben, you know this is all super interesting, but there's a couple of things that I would like to do. So maybe we can rain check. And I don't think I have the skill set for this one. Do you think I have the skill set for this one? And then I kind maybe. of flex my muscle a little bit. Maybe, maybe you're not the the most intelligent. It's of... okay, you can say it. I wasn't going to say intelligent. It's it's all you know, the muscles, the armor. I, I get it. I get it. Well, no, this... and he like he he. You spent like hours with him, right? And he puts the book away and puts it back under the glass case, and he's just like, "All right, well, whenever you want to resume your training, or somebody else is going to take over, send him over. I will gladly arrange." We know I got a lot to catch them up on. They don't know anything about Zarmadan. I got so much to teach them. I cannot wait to bring Mokta or Clovis in here for you. Can you do me a favor, Nulara? <laughs> yes. Can you make make a will save? A will save? What? For this what? is a will save to see if you can actually internalize. Yes. That would okay. be a 25. So here's the thing. Based on all this time you spent with him, and him talking your ear off, you kept your willpower. You were able to listen. You didn't tune him out. You actually stayed pretty in the moment despite being annoyed by him. I'm going to say you are now trained in Zarvmadan lore. So we can go ahead and add that to your character sheet. Nice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let me add that really quick. It's just trained. You know the bare minimum, but you know more than you did, you know, three hours ago. Okay. So... We're gonna cut from here to Hal and Hal. We're we're, we're coming up on like the last probably scene besides, uh, you know, close this check uh, before we head back down, right? So, so Hal, you wanted to see the mayor, right? Yeah, actually, I want to go see his niece or his daughter, um, and talk okay. to her about Zebroch. So I will okay. make my way up to the mayor's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mayor's definitely busy dealing with the fallout of the cooperative blade being stolen. So you go up to his house. And it seems pretty wide open. There is definitely like high alert and guards, but people recognize you and you've got clout in town. And most people, you know, saw you at the party and was very impressed with your abilities. And so they immediately invite you onto the property and into the house and offer you food and drink and whatever else you need. And you're able to have a sit down with Doriana, which is his daughter. Okay. Well, thank you for your hospitality, Doriana. Um, I'm sure everything will be okay. Your, is that your uncle or your father? My father. Hmm, okay. Do you like doing his work with the, like, running of the place and all his meetings and itinerary stuff? Or would you rather be out, like, running around and having a great time? You know, kind of like yeah. my friend Nilara? I, I've always dreamed about doing what you guys do. Father would never let me do it. It's too dangerous for a menhems, he says. You know, we mm-hmm. have an important role here. Your grandmother was doing it. 
That's what I always tell him. But he just says the times are different. We have to be strong in different ways now, he says. That is probably true. Um, do you have family in Amsalam or do you enjoy what you're doing here? Or I don't know how to I say mean, this, but we need the brooch of your grandmother to finally defeat Belcora down in the lower levels of the lighthouse. The bowels. So it's true she's back? Uh, that's what Safari says. always talking in whispers, but he tells me to my face everything's fine, that you guys have taken care of it. Well, we're going to take care of it, but we need the Psychons. We already have access to uh, the, the lockpick of Tari's, whatever those things are. Mukta has them. They'll be, they'll be great in his hands, but we need to gather all of them so we can un unlock the doors and go downstairs. That's the easiest way I can explain. I really don't know how this stuff works. <laughs> she's like, I mean, I assume again, you go, you're, you're filling her in on all the adventures. She's super interested in the adventure part. And as you talk about like meeting Otari's ghost and this and that, you hear her eyes light up. She's just very hanging on, on your storytelling on the sense of adventure that you've, that she's longed for her whole life and been able to fulfill. Right. And at the end of it, as you explain to her, why it's so important that you get this brooch, she nods and she understands and she kind of disappears to the other room and she calls you into the music room mm -hmm. and in the music room there's all kinds of like pianos and giant harps and just like probably like a full band of like virtuoso instruments you know like everything mm -hmm. super nice and there's a little music box that she pulls off and she like twists it on the bottom and like opens it and it kind of does a little like uh, there's like a dancing figure inside and it's like um a woman and like a deer sort of like going around each other and she tells you like this is this was my grandmother my great great grandmother's music box i always loved listening to it as a kid it, it reminded me of all the good things she did i think i think you should have this and she like kind of like goes on the bottom and pulls off and there's like a false bottom and inside she pulls out a brooch that's a little pin it's probably like about three inches across and she puts it in your hand and she says, this is her holy symbol of Aristil. This was her most prized possession. This is what has been passed down in our family. It has been unused for many generations. I hoped one day to take it up myself, but perhaps it's best in your hands. And she hands over the brooch of uh, Aristil. Hmm. That is, I will let the people know of your part in this adventure. You enabled us to defeat Balkora and save not only Otari, but Absalom and probably other places. And she's, she says, but you have to do me a big favor. And she like, she smiles at you and you see, she gets a little blushy, but she does say like, you have to come back and tell me everything that happens. I, I need, I need to know it's, this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened in my life. Of course. What do I do? I tell these stories. And I'll be sure to compose a song and your name will be in part of the lyrics. And who knows, it could be on that sheet music over there that is on the piano. And uh, she looks at it and she smiles. She says, she just, she just said, thank you. Thank you for everything. And it kind of crossfades from there back to like Clovis and Mukta and Mukta's lying in the bed and he's got the rat sweats dripping off his head and Clovis has got the, the like dishwater, the bowl with cold water and the thing, herbs like 
put under his like eyes and in his nose. He's just trying everything he can based on knowing what this disease is to help him. So Clovis, we're going to do a medicine check for you as you try to counteract this disease to help Mukta to beat it. Okay. Uh, because you guys know exactly the disease you're dealing with, I am going to give you a plus two circumstance bonus to your treat wounds roll. So this will be treat wounds. Yeah, it's not treat wounds. It's, it's what treat disease, which ends up being a medicine check, I believe. Yeah, just a regular medicine roll, right? Yes. Okay. That's a natural Ooh. one. That is a hero point. That is a hero point. Hero point. Hey, Bring it on yeah. hero point. All right, come on. Now this is because we we really want to help Mook to here because. If you do a natural one, that will hurt his role and not help his role. Yeah. And he needs all the help he can get. So please, Clovis. Come on. Let's go. Here we go. So, I promise him I'd not let him die. That's a good use of a hero point. 28. 28 is much better than a natural one. Okay. So, so much better. <laughs> so at the end of the disease as it runs its course, right? The next time you get to make a save, Mukta, uh, you will have a bonus. So... This is a success, not a critical success. It is going to give Mukta a plus two bonus on his next fortitude save against the effects of the disease. But the next roll also won't happen for 24 hours. That's the problem. So we're going to kind of do sort of a a fast forward thing here, Mukta, as you spend the next day in in pain and agony and sweats. Clovis is like done his best to treat your wounds i'm just gonna say like instead of 24 hours i'm gonna make the roll happen probably the next morning mukta can you give me another fortitude saving throw with a plus two circumstance bonus added to your roll all right don't i get the minus one for uh Ooh, because you already have uh probably because you're sickened right yes it's any uh I think it's at any check, anything like. Well, this is a save, so if it says saves, then yeah. Let's see. Uh, let me double check. Checks and DCs. So no, not on saves. So this. Oh, so yeah. All right then. Let me take yeah. off that minus one. All right, guys. This is a all really, right. really important role for Mukta here because this is the difference between Mukta being like not doing great and like being back to healthy. So. All right. Are you going to guidance him, Clovis, or do you want me to? Uh, Go ahead. All right. Uh, Is that another uh, circumstance bonus or not? It's a plus. Oh. Let's make them both give him guidance. Status. Okay. You cannot stack stack two Uh, status bonuses. So you can do one guidance, yeah. So while 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 you're doing that, uh, Clovis is sitting over Mukta, right? He's like, he's like, Warm Mooka, soft Mooka, little ball of fur, sleepy Mooka, happy Mooka, purr, purr, purr. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on, but thank you, Clovis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Come on, Mukta. That is a 17. Hero I'm going to use a hero point. Hero point. Please do. Please yes, do. Come on. Bye. Come on. All right. Come on, roll uh, I does, have to work that, But I don't get the. Is it the same? Uh... It, it it you get all the same bonuses, yeah, yeah, including the guidance. It just it just is reusing that roll. So. Oh yeah, it it, it automatically adds the sickened already. So. 
Oh, it did add the minus one, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Come I'm not on. sure if that's 100% correct, but I assume they know what they're doing. All right. Just, if, if there's ever a time for you to get a high roll, this is it. Oh, thank you, Criminal Matrix, for giving me another hero point. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hit by a smooth Criminal Matrix. <laughs> that is a 14. Can I use another hero point? <laughs> if you want to cash in another hero point, please do. All right. Oh, I mean, if, if this fails too, yeah, you're then then we're in trouble. I think those I think those lawyers were right about that guarantee. <laughs> those are uh, nice you, looking Lance. dice, though. They are. They are quite like cosmic ray blue. Check it out, Goldsmith. Come on, Mukta. I want to. I want to prep Nular Christmas. Oh my <laughs> it keeps God. getting lower and lower. It's getting lower and lower. That's so. a thirteen. Yeah. Well. Unfortunately, Mukta, the disease worsens despite Clovis's best efforts. And by the next morning, when you guys are like all rested and ready to go down, you now have advanced in the disease to a, heart, a further step. So in this case, you are now, let's see, this is stage three. So you're sickened one. You're also slowed one, which means yeah. you have one less action every turn. And now you're starting to like have a hard time staying awake, right? Like... Things have not gotten better. And you know, thank you, Criminal Matrix, for really trying to throw that bone and give them the hero point, but, you know, it doesn't work. So, there is one last hope, right? Uh, Bandy Vandersnatch has rested for the night. She's healed. She's gotten her spells back. She's communed with Saren Ray. She's back to give it one more go with her treat wounds. Or, sorry, her remove disease spell, right? Mm -hmm. I will sing to Vandy, and I will give her guidance. Okay. I want to give her inspiration, but I can't. Nope. So, so she's praying to Saren Ray. Actually, she, what she asked this time, she asked if you would take him outside. She feels like maybe if they get him in direct sunlight, it'll help. And like as the sun hits your eyes, Mukta, it's painful. You don't want to be in the sun. This is this is a terrible place to be. But they pull you out. They lay it around. She gets like eight of her acolytes to kind of form a circle, and they all begin chanting like prayers to Saren Ray as they ask for Saren Ray to give them the energy they need to protect the heroes that protect them and protect Otari. And she's going to cast her uh, cure or remove disease. So she gets to make another counteract check. 24. She rolled, she rolled a 16 plus eight, which is a total of 24. And I'll, I'll tell you this, this is actually a fail because the DC is 25. However, if you look at the the counteract effects for um, like this, if the effect is like up to a uh, spell level, like one level lower than the spell being used, in this case, it's a third level spell. Since this is a second level disease, even in failure, it's enough to counteract it because her magic is stronger than the disease. Mm. So she pushes it out of you. Mukta, you cough, uh, you roll over, you cough up, and like this black fungusy sludge spills out of your lungs onto the grass. And like you're no longer hit by the disease, you're no longer sickened. You feel great. There's rejoicing as everyone is like happy for Saren Ray. Uh, one of the acolytes comes over and gives you like a hug, Clovis. One of them is like dancing with Mushi. We're Welcome back, Mukta. Are there any flowers outside <sighs> gro growing? Of anywhere? course. So I'm of going course. to grab two flowers, and I'm going to take one and tell Randy, thank you very much. Uh, you saved our friends. I hate to lose him, and I'll put a flower in her hair, and I'll walk over to Nalara and say, well, here, hope you like this. 
and I'll put a flower in her hair and then I will pin the brooch on her armor under on her soft armor oh. under regular armor. Oh. Yeah. I still I feel that you're doing this because you got me stuck with Morley Finn. <laughs> yes, that's that that is right. <laughs> I still appreciate it. All okay. Right. Thank you, Hal. So I think at that, Mukta, you're, you're no longer diseased. We've managed to do it. It took a lot of bad luck Oof. rolls. It just shows you, right? If you got stuck with this disease and you were out somewhere where you didn't have access to magical healing, like this would have been really rough. It still was rough. By like late afternoon the next day, right? Like probably like just after midday, you guys, you know, you're back to full. You guys took your long rest. You get all your spell slots, hit points, everything back. If there's any spells you wanted to re-prepare Clovis, now would be the time. But we've used our time. We've used up our free time that we had before we're heading back down into the vaults to face down Volok once and for all. So I will do this. I will activate this screen so you Otar you guys can see the town of Otari. If there's anything you need to buy supply-wise, feel free to use the shops and to buy it. I will point out that Aurelia has a shop in the Rowdy Rockfish now. It's stocked with different sorts of uh, alchemist stuff. So you can feel free to purchase anything from her. We fade into a scene of you guys trudging in this ever familiar ruins of the gauntlet. You've gone back down through the swamp. You've gone through uh, Volok's old office, past Borbo's floating body, down the secret staircase, into the library, through the barricaded door, past the corpses. You will note at this point, one thing you notice, there's less corpses here than there was yesterday. You continue to push through that, into the Bakora's secret office, back into the room. There's a last stop for a nice bathroom if anyone needs a bathroom break. Does not sound like it. Okay, because this is the nice bathroom that Hal uh, managed to, to use not that long ago. And I then. I really drink a lot the other day, so I'm a bit dehydrated, actually. <laughs> we open the door in Bakor's office, and we see a long staircase descending down into, into the darkness, into mystery, into the place where Otari says he feels Volok, not a singular entity, but Volok, like hundreds, thousands of small entities broken into smaller pieces. He feels that in this direction. And guys, what is your exploration activities and what is your marching order? I will be raising my shield. Okay. The good old Nulara special, right? Like approaching everything with cautious optimism. I like it. Yeah. I will be trying to avoid notice in the back. Okay. So Mukta's in the back and Nulara's in the front. Where does that put Hal and Clovis? Um, Clovis will be behind Nulara with his shield up also. Does Nulara have light on her shield or do you need my lights to be dancing around? I can put uh, light on her. So I tried to go up and touches your shield with my light and now it is glowing. I, I tried it. You want it on the trident? Okay. I move it yeah. from the shield and put it on her trident. Yep. Mm -hmm. Place it on the trident. Very good. And I will do detect, ma detect magic. Oh, before I head to the front, as oh, I yeah. pass Hal, I just pat him on the shoulder. Okay. And then I'll say, hey, you almost died yesterday. Try not to today. I'll make sure you won't. I uh, hope you are correct. 
But uh, I think I should have played a different song yesterday. Uh, I think that's what I'll lead with today. Okay, well, yeah. Don't die. It's the end of the world Ooh. as we know. <laughs> and then I go to the front with my shield up. Yep, and you descend down the staircase. And right at the bottom of the staircase, there's a very fancy-looking wooden door, ornately carved. Looks like maybe made out of, like, mahogany or some kind of nice wood. Uh, so I turn to everyone. Is it locked first? You feel, Nulara, you feel the door. It does not feel locked. Mokta? Wherever he is. Yep. I come scurrying. Excuse me, pardon me. Oh. Um, yep. All right. I take a look. <laughs> yep, give me a perception check. All right. That would be a 20. Okay. So you give it a once over. It doesn't look locked. It doesn't look trapped. Very nice door held up pretty well over the years, more than most of the doors in the area, but it looks safe to open. I just give an, I just nod to myself and give a thumbs up to Nara and walk back to the back. <laughs> yep. I put a hand on his shoulder, squeeze real quickly, and then head inside. I could yep, rub my shoulder my a bit. She was a, she's a bit stronger than she realizes. <laughs> <laughs> I have you... no idea. <laughs> Right. You move in, right, to the room, Nulara, and um, through the door, as your light, like, shines in, you realize you don't actually need your light because this room is glowing. There's a pair of um, of light, brightly glowing chandeliers illuminating a long banquet hall surrounded by luxurious high-backed chairs. The table is still set as if for some grand meal but some of the place settings look scattered and toppled. And a few of the chairs are also kind of tumbled over. And you see there's four skeletons in tattered finery that's held up well over the years, like dressed in the finest silks, things that like, you know, how this would have been right at home in some fancy ball or some gala that you'd been to in the past. Maybe a bit dated, but surely very fine clothing. And these four skeletons, some of are like lying like face down over the table, like motionless. And you can see other bits of like broken wood, silverware, plates toppled over. It's like something terrible probably happened here. And now these four like skeletons are sort of what's left. And around the room, right around this banquet hall, along the left wall, which is the east wall, you see a series of doors. And along the right wall, there's one door. And at the far end of the banquet hall on the south, there's another kind of smaller door, not as ornately carved, leading south of here. And there's there's a few doors. Like, you can't see them from the doorway, but as you step in cautiously, there's two more doors, like, flanking the main door. It's really, it, it's basically, there's doors for miles in this room. And this banquet hall. Is there any magic about you give a, a detect magic on the area. You do get a sense of magic that pings from in the room. Hmm. There is a magic here. I don't quite know where it is. Could be those guys sleeping on the table or maybe something like uh, those chandeliers that they're shining after hundreds of years. That's true. I mean, not dissimilar to sort of the kind of chandeliers that she had in her uh, office, which is just up the, the the hallway, right? 
But as as you're saying that, Hal, and you're like talking about the sleeping guests, as if on cue, the camera pans down to one of them, and we see the skeletal hand of this creature not moving. We see it sort of like flicker for just a second. And then all four of the skeletons kind of sit up and all their eyes turn at your kind of intrusions as they rise to their feet. And players, are you ready for the banquet hall bash? Nope. <laughs> Let's go. Because we are rolling initiative. Yep. So you're in this hall. There's four skeletal party guests that are like around the thing. They all like stand up and begin to clatter to life as you guys are faced. Ooh. With your first challenge down here. All right, let's roll that cosmic, cosmic Blu-rays. It's guaranteed not to fail on important checks. That's an 18 for Mukta. Okay. That'll be an an 18 for me as well. You can guess it. An 18. Whoa, guys! That is wild. Wow! Everyone's Friends. basically got 18 except for Clovis. As as this combat springs to life deep down below the gauntlet... Uh, oh, that's a little loud in my eyes. Okay, so combat springs up. Clovis, you're the first to act. Four skeletons coming to life. What would you like to do? Uh, the one directly in front of me, Clovis is going to take an acid splash at him. Okay. You reach up, hit it with an acid splash. That's a spell attack, right? It is. Go ahead. That is a 23. That's a hit. Okay, that's good to hear. <laughs> that is five. Yeah, five points of damage. So five points of damage to this skeleton. The acid hits its bones, starts melting them. It's melting through the fine clothes. And the, the token's wearing armor, but they're wearing fine silks. And um, begins eating away at the bones. It splashes onto the table. It starts eating through the wood. Oh, but no, nothing gets was... hit in that splash. That was the cute skeletal party guest. <laughs> yes, the cute skeletal party guest. Not so cute anymore with the burned off face. All right, that's two actions. You still have one. All right, I will. Can I roll a recall knowledge of uh, what would be good to attack these guys with? Sure. Give me a recall knowledge. Um, let's see. We're talking. You don't have undead lore or anything, so it's it's pretty much going to be a religion check on these guys. That is a twelve hard to place. You rack your brain, but you don't come up with anything to help in the moment. Yeah, that's my turn. Alright. To respond, the cute skeletal guest turns... <laughs> well, let's start over here with the irritable party guest. Because the irritable party guest gets out of the seat, looks up at like the closest person, which is like new Lara, stumbles forward with like one like shamble with one action... And then uh, reaches out with his jaws to try to bite at you. Okay. You do have I your have shield raised. my shield up. That's a 25 uh, to hit. Hits. Unfortunately, it does hit. The uh-huh. jaws, you, it gets past your shield, sinks into you for eight points of damage. Okay, I'm blocking it. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. And then as my passive, I get to do an aggressive block as with that as oh, well. Oh, you do. 
Yes, sir. So, bam, right? Does that... Mm. A, a, like, so do you make a roll? Uh... In this case, it's going to choose to become flat-footed. As you... It stumbles. It's now flat-footed for the next turn. Mm-hmm. And it's going and... to respond... And I also take no damage from that because my hardness is eight on my okay. shield. Then you take no damage from the full yes, eight. Sir. Awesome. All right. And he, with his last action, he spends an attack roll. That's a 22. Misses. Very cool. All right. The second skeletal, the dumb skeletal party guest stumbles from the back, uh, moves about like 10 feet here. Okay. And then so it moves here. And it's also going to do his jaw strike at you, Nular. It's a 19. Misses. And the claw strike, 18. Misses. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you are fending off on that side of the table. So let's cut to the other side of the table. This cute skeletal party gets the one that you just like burned off half his face. Uh, <laughs> Clovis, like turns and looks at you with its eyes. And deep within its eyes, you see a pale blue light begin to glow from within its skull. And its, it's two eyes begin to blow, glow bright. Its mouth opens. It barfs out a cone of blue light. So this skeleton oh. is using the death light ability. So this is a 20-foot cone. So this 20-foot cone is going to hit everyone in your party. Mukta, mm-hmm. you're going to have partial cover because you are behind all your allies and the hallway a bit. But this light washes over all three of you guys. I need everyone to make a DC 18 fortitude saving throw. Okay. So what does cover give me for that? I'm going to give you a plus two circumstance bonus uh-huh. to this roll. Just because uh-huh. the light can't get to you as easy. Uh, Clovis 16 succeeds. 16 for me. Lara fails. Hal fails. So you made this roll at level one. That's a 17. I'm going to use, uh, if it is a visual effect, I want to oh, use the caster performance. Oh, guys, we're doing so well right now. Visual trigger. Yeah, so you can absolutely try to counter effect this. All right. I will use my performance to say... So roll that counter performance check. 26. That nice. works. Ooh. So you're able to... Well, it's it's actually I think it's a twenty-five because you're not using your instrument because it's an audio, um, an, a visual effect, but it's still enough either way, right? Twenty-five. It it was off on my end, but anyways, go ahead. Yeah, it's it added the plus one for virtuistic performer. I don't know one. Either way, more than enough. How manages to like do a crazy riff? A, uh, actually, it'd be more like a dance or some kind of like flourish to counteract the audio visual of this blue light, and all of you make your your save and nothing happens. That's Pretty pretty awesome. Freaking nice, nice job. That's clutch. And then the uh, the last one up here, the Zen party guest, just like comes up, tiptoe dances, and he attacks you, uh, Mukta. Or sorry, Mukta's about Clovis again, getting him backwards. <laughs> Draw strike. Oh, it was almost a natural twenty. That's a twenty-four. Uh, my yep, that hits. It's right at my armor plus. With my shield up. All right, you take seven points of damage. I think you can use your reaction to shield block, correct? Ooh, oh, yeah, shield block. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so you reduce the damage by five. You take two, and your shield takes two points of damage. Ooh, nice. It, 
And it gets one more uh, strike. A 20? Does a 20 miss? Yes, that misses. Okay. That's all the skeletons. Hal. All right. Hal is going to take a stride back on the other side of Mukta, if that's possible. Okay. And then I will, uh, I'll move past him in, into the hall. And then I will do uh, a, where is my stuff? Come on now, electric arc. Okay. Yeah, you have, you have vision on the two. So that's a reflex save on the two that you can see, right? Are you doing the one on each side of the table? Yes, that is right. Reflex saves for both. So the irritable one got a 19. That fails. The other one got a natural 20, so that's a critical success mm -hmm. for 30 total. So one takes zero damage and one takes eight full eight damage. points of damage. Okay. Uh, that is my turn. That brings us to Mukta. All right. Being the one in front of Nulara, I'll show you that how she shoved him with her shield and he is flat-footed. He is. Uh, pulls out uh, his short bow in quick action and fires. In one Go for motion. it. Mm. It's flat-footed for sure. All right. Right, right. 16 is a, a hit. Miss. It's a hit, hit because it's flat-footed. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> damage. That is uh, six points of damage. Okay. Six points of damage into this skeletal creature. You feel like either your air snaps a few ribs off. All right. Second action. I will pull out another arrow and let it fly. Okay. That is a 21. That's a hit. Nice. That's 10 points of damage. All right. The more cracking, you're, like the bones are falling off. This creature's bloodied. It's, it's definitely getting really beat up, but not quite dead. All right. And... Hmm. My third action. Why not? Let's go for that third strike. <laughs> go for it. The, uh, the the legendary triple, ah. that triple is a attack. Natural one. For you're gonna total get a two. <laughs> total of two. Well, if you're gonna do a natural one, it's the third strike. That's yeah, that's a good one. All right, that's all three actions, correct? I, th I thought I pulled up an arrow, but I actually didn't, and I let go, and I think it's going to strike through, and then I'm waiting and waiting, and like nothing's it. happening. I like it. All right, Nulara. All right, taking in a breath with my trident, I will uh, attack the corpse light right in front of me. So corpse light? No one said corpse oh, light. Skeleton. But oh. it very well could be. I mean, you saw it barf the blue light, right? Yeah. Corpse light inside of it. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yep. Trident. I named this one the Ghostbuster. Nice. So, um. That'll be 80 to hit with my first attack. That's going to hit. I'm trying to remember if it's flat footed for you or not, but either way, it's a hit. Okay, perfect. So that would be. Uh, so 10 plus one, one, so 11 points of damage. Okay. It's mm -hmm. hurt. It's still like hanging on. Okay. So I'm going to attack this guy again with my trident. That would be boop, boop, boop. Oh, 12. 12 going to miss. Okay. And then I'll, I'll try again. I'll go for it. Uh, the try triple yeah. attack back to back. 
Bring it yeah. on. Attacking him again. Let's go. Let's go. 16. Do we determine if it's flat-footed until the start of your turn or the start of its turn? I think it's until the start of her turn. Did it say? Let me see. Uh, causing it to become flat footed until the start of, of your, your next neck. turn. Yeah. So yeah. unfortunately, it's not flat footed. A 16 misses. That's okay. Uh, and I will. That's the end of my turn. Okay. Yeah. Top of the round. Clovis, round two. Clovis looks at Mushi and Dispose, and you see him transform into a bear. All right. Go. Bear Clovis. Blovis. And he is going to take... We'll workshop that one. Yes. So Clovis is... Pop, pop, He turns from a tiny, like, elf man into a thick bear. Still medium-sized, but still cool. I'm clicking it for you so that we can move the game along. Oh, that's that's a... Natural 20. You're welcome. (laughs) It's in the chat. 20 brought to you by the DM and Wolfsmith. So that's going to be um, a bear jaws critical strike. Still terrible damage, but 10 points of, uh, is it piercing? Yeah, 10 points of piercing as you now tear through, bloody this thing, the skeleton, and ragdoll it around. You still have one more action, I believe? Uh, two to turn or, into the bear and one for oh, the bear strike. Two to so turn no, into I'm the bear. I'm done. Okay, perfect. So now the skeletons get their chance to go. Let's start on the side. This one's going to uh, strike Nulara with her jaw or its jaws. A 21. Uh, hits, but I'm going to use my reaction to for reactive shield. Oh, level four, put that in check because I think this is the first time we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yes, level four. Uh, uh, so that'll be this level. one. You immediately so. use the race shield action and gain the shield's bonus to AC. Yep, nice. this closes bear's claw like 10 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> hey! 16! Watch, another critical. I want to try refreshing clothes, but you snap the shield up at the last second, the strike comes in and <sighs> causes it to miss, right? Yes, it causes it to miss. Because okay. you said 21? Yeah. Yeah. Misses. Yep. Okay, it's going to use its claws for the second strike. 20. Misses. And I think for the third action, seeing it can't do anything, it's going to step back. Okay. (laughs) All right. This one here, its eyes begin to glow. Its mouth opens. It barfs out blue light. Mm -hmm. 20-foot cone. Oof. I think that Hal's safe in the hallway, but Nulara, Clovis, and Mukta, I need, I think it's fortitude safe. Fortitude, yeah. Come on, Rollsmith. Whoa, hero point. <laughs> Don't come save me. 19 turns it into success. That's a Clovis. 19 for me. That's uh, a crit, baby. Well, kind of the bear, but. Oh, Mukta got the 19. Clovis bear got the 30. Nulara's failed it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so a fail means you take. Two, six. Wait. Yeah, just uh, two six. Uh huh. So you take five points of damage, Nular. Okay. Uh, this creature is going to heal. Uh, two. Actually, it's at full health, so it doesn't matter. But it does heal back as you lose some health. Uh, Mukta, you take one d six, so you take half of that five, so you take two. Good points. All right. And Clovis takes zero because you critically succeeded. 
back on this side, uh, the skeleton is going to strike out at the bear. It's a 24 to hit. That was almost a 20. Pretty close. 10 points of damage to you, Clovis. Clock strike for the second one. That's going to miss with an 8. And then steps back with its third action to give some space. This cute party skeleton, I guess, it opens its eyes. Actually, wait. This one already tried it last turn. This one can't do it again. Mm -hmm. So this one steps forward, takes a step, and then jaw strike on Clovis. Misses. Claw strike on Clovis. Misses. That's all their turns. Hal. Let let me go ahead then. I'm going to first... I'm going to use electric arc on the two I can see. This guy and this guy. Okay. This is six damage. Uh, both fail. Six. So six damage to each, right? Electric damage. All right. The one in front of Clovis gets wrapped in electric energy, takes some damage, but still looks fine. The one back here that's like still like hanging on, the lightning hits it. It crumbles into like a pile of bones and it dies. Nice. And then, rising up from the bones, it's replaced by a glowing blue light. The corpse lights, as Nulara so rightfully deduced. I'm gonna look at Mokta and be like, Mokta, this is the ghost. This is the ghost that I punched. Oh. Why is it here, then? (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, and I have one more left. Can I... Does aid require one or two, or how does that work? I think aid can be a one-action thing. It's kind of like up to the DM or whatever, right? It's not. It's not explicitly spelled out. So I want to use aid to help direct Mukta. Go over there. Shoot that one to the side that's biting at Glovis, and I point him in the right direction. So, what skill would you like to use to do the aid? I uh, would like to use. If, it sounds like a perception if you're directing him on what to do. Yes, that probably would be correct. Okay, perfect. So we will use. So you're you're basically. You're going to use your reaction to give him aid. Okay. All right. Awesome. I can't wait to see if it works. Well, Mukta. All right. Okay, Hal, if you say so. That is the way I say. And I will roll my perception. That is a 22. 22. That is a success, which gives Mukta a plus one on his attack roll. Nice. A plus one circumstance bonus. I take one action to stride over there. Uh-huh. Jumping, hopping up onto the chair and table and then hopping off. Yep. I'm going to say that moving across this is like like uneven terrain. So you are going to have to give me an acrobatics check to try to do this without falling over. All right. Let me make sure I, what I have. I don't think right, acrobatics. You are going to get flanking from Clovis, but... Let's say 17. That's enough. This isn't that hard. So you hop over the table. Uh, now, you do get a circumstance bonus from the flanking. It doesn't stack with the circumstance bonus from the aid, unfortunately. But it's flat-footed. That's it. It is flat-footed, yeah. So I, uh, I'm i going to pull out the rapier, right? Because I'm uh-huh. holding a short bow in one hand. I'll pull out the rapier in, in the other. Okay. And quick draw strike for my second okay. action. Go ahead. So... Let me make sure that it's adding it correctly. So it should be plus one, right? You said the circumstance bonus? Well, it's two, plus two for you're, the flanking. Oh, actually, no, I'm wrong. Because flanking is a circumstance penalty on the target, and yes. you're getting a circumstance bonus. So, yeah, you get plus one on top of the minus two. 
All right. All right. Very cool. So yeah, plus one circumstance bonus. That is a nineteen. Man. That hits. Not a crit though. Not what I was looking for. Nope. That is uh, seven points. Oh no. Sorry, it's eleven points of damage. Nice. Eleven points of damage. Okay. You you hurt it quite a bit. It's bloodied. And my third uh, action. I am going to stride back to where I was. <laughs> okay. Make that acrobatics check so you don't slip on the table. All right. Just a DC 10. This isn't the most uneven ground, but it is slightly uneven. Yeah, no problem. That's a scurry. 20. Nice. Perfect. Scurry in, strike, scurry out. I don't think I've rolled above a 10 tonight, by the way. Which is more on me as a player and not indicative of anything <laughs> with Rollsmith's lights. <laughs> New Lara. Okay, so for my first turn, I'm going to strike uh, the closest skeleton to me with my yeah. trident. So that would be... What the heck? Um, this what is you... our second natural one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a natural one. And then so I'll try this. Uh-huh. Second attack, that would be uh, 12... Oh, what the heck? That's gonna miss. All right, Nulara, what dice are you using? Let's switch. The the gold ore. What's yours? I'm using the uh, cosmic ray. Okay, blue. after this one. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and then right. um, for my third action, I am actually going to try again. First two don't work. Try try again. It's six straight attacks in a row from Nulara. Let's do it. I know. That's going to miss. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's the end of my turn. All right. Top of the round, Clovis. All right, Clovis is going to reach out with a jaw strike on the one in front of me. Go for it. That is a 27. That is a critical hit. Nice. nice. Roll that critical damage now. Okay, well, I saw this one. I thought it was going to be double ones. 18 damage. You tear into this thing and... Like a dog playing with like a bone, the whole thing collapses, and you just are left with like one bone in your mouth as you shake it. This thing is dead. What is Mukta gonna tell him? What are you gonna tell me, Mukta? Don't eat it. And from the one bone you're holding, a blue light like kind of pulls itself out of the pile of bones and floats in front of you. Oh, yep. So that was one action. Mm -hmm. If I turn, if I go out of my form, is that that's an action to get out of my form? It's one action to dismiss the form, yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to see if I can do a claw strike and hit it. Just, like, swipe at it, see what happens. Yeah, it's a ghost. What could go wrong? Do it. The fi- uh, you, whom, your, your, your big old paw swipes right through the ghostly form. It's a miss. Uh, okay. I'm going to use my last action and come out of the bear form. Oh, okay. Boom. Pop out of bear form. Back to regular Clovis. This ghost here, like, immediately floats to the to the east and floats and just disappears, like, through the doorway. This ghost here floats to the west and disappears through that doorway. This guest you're fighting, Nulara, strikes mm-hmm. at you. Misses? Misses. <laughs> We're just missing on each other. A natural one, so it's an 18 well. on the first strike, a natural one on the second strike, and it's it's going for it with the third strike, and it... Hey, friend! It's, just, it's an epic battle of defense here, and you're yeah. each other to stalemate. 
<laughs> defense wins championships, all right? That's right. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. That is dead on. Um, this one did the the... Actually, this one hasn't done it yet, so this one is going to open up its eyes and barf a blue light over everyone in the party again, everyone except for Hal. So can Nulara, Clovis, and Mukta, can you guys make fortitude saves again? I got my cosmic ray. Ooh. It's another crit. <laughs> so it's a natural 20 for Clovis for a total of 30. Mukta gets an 18, which succeeds. Nulara gets a 15, which fails. Uh, so, maybe a Nulara, yeah, Nulara is gonna take the. I thought I rolled the damage. Did I not roll it. Oh yeah, seven damage. So Nulara takes seven. Clovis takes three. Sorry, Clovis takes zero. Mukta takes three. Thirty points. As, right. as that, and it's gonna heal. It's gonna heal up um, seven points of health, <laughs> and like some of the the bones reset back into place, and it's more it's healed more healed than it was. How? All right, how does uh, Mukta there look? Is he looking kind of rough? I can't tell he does not have a any visible. I'm not. Habit. I'm all right. I'm not bad. I think we just uh, we we kill these things. Maybe Nuara punches them, but I'm all right. All right. Well, I'm not going to be able to come back here, so I'm going to use lay on hands anyways on him. Okay. Where's my stuff? It already moved. So you, you are giving him a back massage or what? Yep. As I point him in the right direction, I squeeze on his rat back. So you got this and I will also aid him or is at least attempt to aid him. Okay. Using perception again? Um, I can use perception. I was thinking more like uh, giving me pep talk, but perception will work. Okay. Perfect. That's all your actions. Uh, I still have one more. Mm, I will cast a shield. Is Land's hands only one action? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is one. And I will cast shield. Is that this is my go? Okay. Mukta. Alright. Um think to myself. Damn. Nowhere to hide. I'm going to take a stride action. You can hide under the table. Eh. There's chairs for cover. There's big oversized you know, this was narrated as big oversized fancy chairs. And you're not big. There's definitely cover for you to try to hide from one, maybe not the other, you know, like like if you're hiding on one side of the table, you can hide from the other side. All right. I will uh, take a step forward then. Okay. I will attempt to hide from the this one here. Okay. On that chair facing both, I think you're. it's, you know, either one's fine. Like both are probably at the same time. So go ahead and make okay. that stealth check. All right. <laughs> 21. That's a 21. Okay. Ooh. Uh, you are, I'm trying to see, yeah, you've beat it. Nice. All right. Third action, uh, I think I'd have to drop my rapier to pull arrow out and use my short bow. Mm-hmm. So rapier clatters to the floor, notch the arrow. Yeah. I probably would attack it before I tried to hide so it didn't make noise, but, uh... Of course, yeah. <laughs> you All just right. dropped it onto the chair, gingerly. That is a critical hit for 27. <gasps> yes! That is 100% absolutely a critical hit. Nice. The dice right. is finally in our favor. <laughs> for 26 Ooh. points of damage. Ooh. You split the skull, it like pops open. You can see a hint of a glow light bl- glowing from within. Very hurt, but not dead. And uh, that's my whole turn. That's three actions. Nulara. 
Bring it home. I just nod at this skeleton right in front of me and try and hit it again with my trident. It's so. a defensive master. You'll never Remember, be able to hit it. There is no trident, Laura. Yeah, 22 hits. <laughs> that would be... I, li I like that damage. <laughs> I know, 13 plus 4, that would be 17 points of damage. <laughs> okay. Still nice. Okay, that's my first attack. I will turn... I will... Attack it again with my trident. Okay. Uh, 16 is going to miss. Okay. Um, and then... Hmm. For my... Let's go for another one. I will attack this skeleton again right in front of me with my trident. <laughs> oh, another five. Eight. Nine attacks in a row. I hit him. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying you've taken three turns and every turn, all three actions have been attack, attack, attack. And you've gotten eh, one hit, eh, I think. Eh, eh. Maybe you, two. You hear, a, you hear a whisper behind you. If it's if it's still up after another round, try moving to this square for me. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got you. You should have let me know. <laughs> All right, top of round four, Clovis. All right, Clovis is going to cast Destruct Dead on it. Which one? That's uh on this one right here. Oops. The one right in front of you. That's All a right, DC that... 20 fortitude roll from you. That is a 17, which is a fail. That is uh, 10 points of damage. Okay, maybe. that's... Maybe. 10 Let's points, see. yeah, 10 points of damage. I'm trying to see, I feel like it should have... No, I guess... Oh, actually... Ooh. It crit fails. Feebled one. No, this is this is an interesting question... Oh, we got a rolls coming up here. No, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of like is. Yeah, yeah, okay, this is for sure. Okay, so not all of these are undead. So I was checking, is this thing even undead? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's why I said I'm waiting. Like, yeah. So the, you you deal the positive damage. Blam! The the bones disrupt. Its life force crumbles. It's dead. And in its place is a glowing white light, a glowing blue light with a face. Okay, I will take a, I will move, stride back right behind Mukta. Okay. Am I able to get there? Yeah. Okay, there it is. And that's my turn. All right. So this ghost light after being destroyed, you know, looks at, like looks at um, you guys and it disappears behind that door. This over here, like Mukta, you're like kind of seeing this door. You hear like a and you see skeletal hands fumbling at the door and you see <laughs> a skeleton. This one's just like a tiny halfling dressed in like servant's clothes, stumbles out, not much bigger than you, and stumbles through the door and just comes eye to eye with you. All right. used, all, used all of its actions to do that. And all over right. here, Nulara, in the back, you see the same thing. Clumble, clanger, clamber. Wait, you're not in that square, right, Nular? No, I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, you should be I here. I was right here. Yeah, yeah. So this skeleton clambers up and then uses all its actions to get to you, but can't actually get to you. Okay. Uh, the defensive mastermind that is the dumb skeletal party guest <laughs> takes a strike at you. That's a 28. 28. Uh, hits. Okay. That's going to be 10 points of piercing damage. Okay. 
Okay. And then uh, Claw Strike. 25. Hits. Okay. Seven points. Okay. And uh, steps back with his third action. Okay. Uh, up. That's all of them. How? All right. I think I want to do uh, Inspire Defense, but not to make it, make it lingering. Just let the ring run one round. Okay. So everyone gets one round of Inspiring Defense. Go ahead and pop that in chat. And uh, Resistance, it is Cantrip, so I guess that would be one. Cantrip two. Yeah, one. Yep. Um, that is one action. I can uh, seize this guy here, and uh, I will do a electric arc. All right. Reflex save from that guy. Oof. Thank you, Rollsmith, for another natural 20. He's going to take Damn. zero damage thanks to the critical success on the basics reflex save. Man. That's like your third one tonight. Yep. Thank you, Rollsmith, for giving me all the natural 20s I could ever use. That is uh, everything? That's okay. where all of our dice energy has gone tonight. It's just deep. Mufta, yeah. I it's going know. into those mahogany, uh, the, the purple wood oak dice. So if you want natural 20s, use the purple wood oak dice set. Well, by the roll I have, I'm using the blue marble, and I've had two to three crits. I know, the both of you like, guys. Oh, oh. So all right, Mukta, it's I'm going your... to uh, delay my turn until after Nevada. Perfect. <laughs> You still want me to move? I mean, you know, just so we can try to get uh, flat-footed against as many people as possible. So okay, I got you. All right, so okay, so you're delaying your turn. Perfect, Nular. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm going to take a step right here. Sorry, hello, move. All right, there. Okay. And then I'm gonna try <laughs> and hit this. Dumb skeleton right in front of me again. The one that's the, the dumb one, that the one you've been dueling? Yeah. That's his okay. name, right? The dumb skeleton? Yeah. Okay. This one here is the dumb skeleton, yeah. Okay, so that would be... Ba -ba -bam. Come on. Oh. 15? 15 oh. misses. Hmm. Man. Okay. We, uh, we need to burn my... some digital sage or something. I know, right? <laughs> and then uh, for my... Can I do this, Steve? Like, can I go in between them to get to take a step at this square? I'll allow it with the caveat that you're kind of... I think you're, you're forcing through the square, so you're going to need to, like, basically use, like... It's, it's kind of like a tumble through action, but you can do it with, like, athletics and just muscle your way through if you want. Okay. I would say you're good where you are if you don't want to move. Yeah, are you sure? Yes. I mean, I don't mind moving. No, no, you're good there because I'm going to swing around. Okay, third action, raising my shield. Okay. That's the end of my turn. Perfect. Mukta, now is your turn. My turn now. I'm going to... Uh... Damn, I... On the table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pick up my rapier. Okay, one action to pick up the rapier. Give mm. me that acrobatics check to stay steady across the unevenness of the dining table. Easily, no problem. That is a 27. I, that's a critical success. That's you look awesome. cool doing it. I I probably get to I you know pull a Lego loss on one of the platters and slide across the table a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, look, I like it. And then uh, with my rapier, I will strike at this one. Yep, it's flat-footed. All right. 
You can also see through this door. You can't see much because of the lighting, but like there's a little bit of light flittering in there. It's like a kitchen of some sort. All right. Nice. That is a 28. Yes. That will be a critical hit. All right. Make this damage count. Yes! That's you did make it count! count! That should kill everybody. The, the bones crumble, and in its place, a ghostly light appears. Punch it. And Punch it looks it, back at you really annoyed. Punch like, it. And that's the end of my turn, because I had to pick up my rapier. So That's right. All right, Clovis. Okay, the one right in front of me, I'm going to try Disrupt Undead again. Fortitude save. That is a fail. Max damage, 16 points. The skeleton bones crumble, and in their place, a blue light. And uh, I will raise... I'm sensing a pattern here, guys. I don't know if you've picked up on it, but when they die, they turn into blue lights. Mm-hmm. And then and they then disappear, they go in the and then kitchen, they come and then back. they come back. Yeah. Right. I mean, okay. there has to be a limit on how many bodies they have in this room. <laughs> oh, that is 100% true. correct, because they are not manifesting bodies. They're just right. inhabiting them. I mean, it's a ghost. I saw Nerala, Laura punch a ghost once. So what the hell? I'm going to take my uh, my staff, and I'm going to swipe <laughs> at this little blue light. Okay. It has partial cover because you're attacking through a doorway, but go for it. Oh, you're like staff of healing just like clunks <laughs> right against the door frame of the door you're hiding behind and doesn't get anywhere near hitting it All right. it's a critical okay. failure alright the skeletons get their go well technically this oh, one okay. uh, two, two blue lights I'm just I'm, I'm counting how many corpses there actually are like 27 <laughs> perfect okay mm-hmm. this thing flies away from you uh, Clovis and disappears into this room through the door. All right. This this one here. Man. Uh, this one, like, looks around. It actually, like, uh, flies, like, over the top of your head, Nulara. This is technically a move mm-hmm. action. It's a stride action, which does trigger your opportunity attack. You did not burn your reaction because you raised your shield on your turn, yeah. so you have a reaction free. This and it is will how have been flat-footed, before. right? Because it will it be flat-footed. Moved. Uh, and it's going to attack me? No, it's flying over the top of your head. It, it looks like it's flying. It flew up and it's going, trying to go over you. I uh, know he can go because this dude can attack, might attack me. I won't, okay. I, I'm not going to use my attack of opportunity. All right, it floats I, over I your head, past you, them. into the room behind you, and disappears through a door. We need to try okay. to kill them before they get go back to the doors. I know, but if this dude kills me. <laughs> <laughs> this one strikes at you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, 17 is a miss. Hope they're running out of skeletons to keep coming back. <laughs> 12 is a miss, and it's going to step in here and put itself against the door. So you can't flank it. All right. Over here off to the side. This is happening. And this is happening. I wonder if we should and go inside these doors. This is happening. Okay. That's their turns, Hal. Is it close to clear? Is everything okay? Can I come out? Or are you still fighting? We're still fighting it. How? Is this light magical? The one on your trident? I'm pretty sure it is. It's, no, like clo- the thing lighting up the... You said there were chandeliers, right? Oh, yeah. the chandeliers. Of course, they're magic. And I will okay. take a stride through here. Um, 
Yep, there's only one skeleton still up. How does Nulara look? Is she hurt or? Um, 50%. I'm oh. all right. All right. Uh, I want to, since Inspire Courage wore off, I will probably do, or Inspire Defense wore off, I will probably do it again. And then uh, I have so one get, more action. I will get one round Inspire Defense. Okay. Not lingering, right? Just putting it up. Yep, that is correct. Okay. And I will cast Shield. Shield goes up. That is my turn. All right, Nulara. Getting frustrating. Uh, striking this dude with my trident. Go for it. <laughs> it even uh, said critical miss one. first before. Did you see I, that? Oh, it said I critical miss move. first before. I told you to go to the blue uh, dice, the blue marble dice. Oof. The blue marble dice? Yeah, from uh, Rollsmith. <laughs> Mukta fails in chat, please. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. Uh, blue marble, blue marble here. I'm going to follow Clovis's <laughs> advice. <laughs> yes, second attack. All right, we're switching dice. We're rolling a second attack. Misses. I <laughs> know uh, that that actually hits. There, really? there you go. A 17? Yeah, because it's a blue dice. It hits. Oh, okay, okay. That's uh, 17 points of damage. Look at those beautiful dice. The skeleton <laughs> crumbles, and a ghostly light appears where it I was. I am going to attack this one. <laughs> You're going to attack the light. You have an Don't action. Let it, leave. let it ride. This is a full on. on minus. Come on. Oh. Uh, 16. 16 is just a miss. Oh, if oh wait, can been, I? It, if only can had been I? inspired courage. Sorry, what? <laughs> I'm thinking. Like, just out of... <laughs> Are you begging for a plus one? No, 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 no. No, I'm not going to use Phorasma's boon here. No, you know what? Oh. I am going to use Phorasma's boon here. This is Phorasma's boon? What did the yeah, boon allow you? A reroll? To... No, no, no. A plus two on on rolls. If I... It's on my old book. But I was reviewing it. So no, it's no, a... Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. plus two on... Oh, nice. Status. So, so here's what happens. Things. Your strike is going wide with the trident through this ghostly light, and you have a, a momentary glimpse of your future and the, the six seconds ahead of time, and you can see it dodging to the left, right? And then Phorasmus, like, you hear, like, that comforting feeling, the voice that says, aim left, my child. And this is, like, the first Thanks, time you've I've really had that, a lot. that connection, right, with, with her and hear the voice directly. And as you come back, you see the start of it starting to shift left. You add the plus two bonus, which turns your miss into a hit. And with Whoa. that strike, your ghostly trident goes through this thing, pops the blue light. It is gone for good. The corpse light Ooh. is no more. Hey, okay, awesome. One down. <laughs> <laughs> we got one. Yeah. One hour in and we got mm -hmm. one. Lord. Did you roll for okay. damage on that? No, It had I guess... one hit point, so uh -huh. you can roll for damage. Yeah. If you want to see how much it does. Uh, sure. Since this is a ghost. 11. It would get the ghostly, the ghost touches to do extra to ghosts. I forget. I think I it, no, it just doesn't allow the resist. It oh, it doesn't allow the resistance. resistance. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no way you can do less than one damage. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. So one down. We can kill the blue Thanks lights. Thanks for Asma. Let's get him. Mukta. 
Um, where did I see one float off to? Uh, the door behind uh, Nulara, and then the door to both the doors on the uh, east wall, the south, and the middle door. Basically, pick a door. There's probably a ghost that fled through it. All right. I am going to not do much, actually. I'm going to um, stride over here, okay. put my rapier away, uh-huh. and hide. Mm. And hide. Yep, make that roll. Oh, wow. Ooh. This natural one not brought to you by Rollsmith. Our melees are yeah, <laughs> having a rough time tonight. Too wow. many. Mm-hmm. Clovis. Okay. Um, We're going to wear out our DMC fails. All right. <laughs> oh, there's two doors here. Sorry. I'll go to the closer door. Uh, okay. So that's one action. Is it an action to open this door? It is an do- action to open the door. You open the door and glance in. What you see as you look in with a little bit of light flickering in, it's the walls are decorated with twisted runes and dull silvery metal. The floor and ceiling are covered with weird polished metal discs. It looks like some kind of magical chamber, but you look around, there's no corpses or no monsters in there. So I'll move to the next door. Okay. That'll be my turn. That's your turn. All right. Almost as if on cue, you moved in the next door, and on the other side, the door gets opened by, like, a skeleton that kind of bumps it into you, sticks its little, like, bony skeleton face out, and bites at you. That's insane. New Lara crits in chat. Thank you very much. That is a natural 20 for 30. That's going to crit you. It's not a critical, <laughs> but because you rolled a natural 20, it yeah. bumps it up one success level to a crit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, that's the wrong damage because I didn't roll a critical damage. Uh, you take 20 points of damage, Clovis. And then it is going to claw you uh, for a dirty 20. Uh, misses. Which misses. Thanks. It hits your like thick river drake hide and slashes across it, but you're protected under that heavy, bulky armor. All right. Back here, this thing pops open and like Mukta, you're hiding and like it opens the door. And as you're hiding, you shift your weight a little bit and like a little fork that was balancing on the edge of the chair tumbles to the ground and goes tling, 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 and it turns its like ske- skeletal eyes and locks eyes with you because mm-hmm. you did not be this passive mm-hmm. it strides over and it attacks you with its last action 22 at 22 just hits with the uh, inspired defense <sighs> okay that is 7 points of piercing damage alright this door opens. You have resistance on physical damage of one. Thanks to the land hands. No, to uh, inspired defense gives you resistance equal to physical damage. That's good to know. So Clovis so, would have that too, right? So how many would I take? It's just one less. How many would I? How many would I get back? One less. Okay. One so less. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You would get one back, Clovis. Nolara, the skeleton shambles open the door, looks at you. It's the mm-hmm. it's in a different body, but somehow you know this is the dumb skeletal gets reincarnated, <laughs> right? Sure. It this time it's in like a woman's like servant body, as it like uh-huh. kind of like walks with like a broken leg and limps towards you. But that's all it gets to do on its turn. Um, and then we are on house turn. Well, I will go ahead and uh, do electric arc on this guy and on this guy. Okay. So it's eight damage. Nice. Uh, they both fail. So the one in front of Nulara gets zapped for eight damage and is replaced with a blue light. 
the one in front of Clovis gets zapped for eight damage and is replaced by a blue light. Nice one, pal. Damn it, guys. We're Very running nice, out pal. of corpses. <laughs> Leave. Um, and then I will do yeah. uh, I will do Inspired Defense again. Inspired Defense goes back up. For one round. Yep. All right. One round Inspired Defense. New Lara. Hitting this ghost, this blue light. <laughs> it's finally a blue light at the start of your turn. Uh-huh. Making progress, guys. Give it a go. Twenty-eight. That is a critical hit. Ooh. Okay. Nice. Uh, that would be. It has one hit point. And uh, again, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, she is rolling blue marble. <laughs> That's true. Thank and you. She is now back in the game. Uh huh. Thirty-two. The corpse light. Zoom. You you send it back to where it came from. This corpse light is no more. It'll be inhabiting no corpses. And it says checkmate as you defensively <laughs> beat it. Okay, uh, spending two of my actions to do a sudden charge to go to this corpse light in front of Clovis. Do you okay. want Clovis? Are you gonna kill that corpse light, or do you want, or and you do you want me to like focus on this one next to uh, next to Mukta? Uh, I got this one. Check the other doors. Make sure uh, no more skeletons come back. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing here is, right, Clovis is blocking the, the space that you need to get through. So, like, you'd have to... Do you have enough movement to charge all the way into that room? You get two moves, right? Yeah, so I have 50. So that it's should like be enough. Do we, see any, do we see any any of the corpse lights going to any other doors? or yeah, It's 40 It's left? forty to get behind it and flank it, so you could do it. It's Actually, no, I'll, I'll try to hit this guy right here. I'll just use my sudden charge to get in to get here. Okay. Now, if you jump across the middle of the dining table, you're going to have to make that balance check, same as Mukta did. Okay, I mean, The question I is, do you have do enough here. movement to get there all the way around? Yeah, could you go around through how? Yeah, I can go... Down? No, if I go... If I make an L here, so 20... This, and then 20, this, 40. From here, it's 50 feet exactly. Where are... Yeah, I. that's what I have. Yep, so 50 feet is exactly the movement speed you have. Mm-hmm. And then so I'm you can do it. it. Like Dular like runs at full throttle around the whole dining table, pushes past <laughs> Clovis, pushes past Hal, rushes down. Right, a sudden charge strike against this skeletal creature. It's flat footed. Uh huh. That would be. <laughs> the charge was awesome. You slipped on a rotten banana peel that was just at the end, and like, I think you have too much momentum. You're trying to do a sudden charge and then shift a 90 degree turn and attack, and you just slam into the wall because your momentum carried you a little too hard uh-huh. and your attack is a little too off. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was so fast. Did you see how it. But you set up Mukta because it's, it's flat footed now. Yes. I'm going to grumble to myself and say, I've been switching out these damn weapons this entire time and pull out my rapier again that I just put away. Yep. A quick. Quick draw strike against this. Uh... <laughs> Go for it. Oh, well, Volk has yeah. no chance against this group. <laughs> All right, let me make sure I have flat-footed on. Yeah, All I right, mean, if the RNG it. made a lot more sense, sure. Exactly. Christmas. <laughs> 13 is going to be a miss, Mukta. I am sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is so frustrating. It is. I'm uh, I'm gonna try to strike it again. Mm-hmm. Bring it. I believe in you. That is a twenty-two. That will hit. Nice. 
That's nine points of damage. Not enough to kill it. Might as well go for a third attack, because why not? <laughs> oh, now I get the ten. Yep, that's a miss. <laughs> All right, that is my turn. Top of the round, Clovis. All right, uh, disrupt dead on the little light in front of me. Okay, that's a fortitude save. That's a critical fail. You immediately disrupt this undeadness and the light blinks out of existence. The blue light is gone. No more. Dealt with. That is two. And I'll come down to this door. Yeah, you turn you turn around and you see me and Ulara just trying to like <laughs> hit this damn skeleton and she's bobbing and weaving out of the way. Right. So. Uh. It's my turn. Reactions. Her yep. trident is sticking into the chair. My rapier is swinging against the wall. <laughs> he spins over at you, Mukta, and it just it opens his jaw. The jaw like hangs a little too wide. The eyes glow blue, and it's gonna try to demoralize you. Oh. What is your? Uh, it's an eighteen. What's your will save? My will or my DC class DC. No, your will, like, what's your will, DC? So, like, whatever your will save is. Plus 10. 10. So, what is it? Um, your will save is plus 10? Yeah, plus 10. So, plus, your DC would be 20. It tries to demoralize you, and it fails. Yeah, he's just on his last legs. He strikes at you, Mukta. 19, I think, fails. That's a miss. Claw strike fails. I think he's the last one, so. right? <laughs> You tell us, we can't see through all the freaking doors. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many tokens everywhere. It's hard to keep track. What's I think no, yeah, all, yeah, this is it. This is the last one. Yep. How? <laughs> it's hard to keep track, but all the other tokens I have is marked dead, so I'm pretty sure you've destroyed you all the other ones. We've been fighting these things for freaking two hours. <laughs> How? <laughs> we'll be here midnight. Ah, another blue light. Keep going. Hal is going <laughs> to hold electric arc. Until after they turn, if they knock down the skeleton, he wants to zap the blue guy. Mm-hmm. Got it. Ooh, nice one. So I think it's probably like, here's the thing, right? It's two actions to hold a one action thing. I don't know if you can hold a spell like electric arc. We'd have to look up the rules, but you can at least delay your turn until you see it in blue form and then blast it, right? Uh, yeah, that is true. So I can go after Mukta. Yeah, so we'll just hold it. I'll have to look it up because I don't know how you hold a two action cast. We'll have to look up the rules on that. So, Nular. Going to hit this skeleton right in front of me with my trident. Mon energy. It's flat-footed. It's against the wall. It's four of you guys against one measly corpse light. You can do it. Finally. That's what we needed. Oh, look at my Oh, my train. God, it's Thomas oh. the Train. What, what the heck was that? Where'd that come from? Copyright oh strike, God. indeed. We got Mickey and Thomas the Train. Oh, my Nular. God. Can you roll the critical damage on this? I am so out of it right now because of the amount of time. Fucking trains coming at us. 22. All right, 22 points is enough to turn this thing into a light. And then Hal, like, now's your chance. Actually, yeah, I mean, I guess Nulara would get a second strike. But Hal, I'm just going to make the save. Reflex save. You're holding the blast for this moment. Oh, it fails, zaps it, roll the damage. Whoops. 
Not the dancing. That's fitting for this fight. So with finally at last the fourth and final corpse light is blinked out of existence. You guys have been playing whack-a-mole for so many rounds of combat. So loud. Can I just say how many times I've fucking changed my dice throughout that <laughs> Well, uh. I'll tell you guys, this is an awesome XP boost because you defeated four level two creatures. Congratulations. Oh, you wow. now have earned yourself a total of 80 experience points. Uh, four. What about, I think we have 400 people we killed. So... You, you've gone through here, right? You've defeated them. You know, you guys made that maybe a little harder than it than it needed to be. You guys had really terrible luck on the dice. Maybe you got it out of your system. I hope so, because the combat comes to an end. We are able to breathe a sigh of relief. A lot of you guys are beat up, bruised, bloodied, and as these corpses like all fall to the ground, right? Uh, Mukta, you're eyeing it, right? You've noticed during combat, I didn't have a chance to say it, but like when these corpses would die and hit the ground and then turn into a light, you'd hear like coins and jewelry falling out of their pockets and spilling onto the floor. The ground in this place is covered with like loose coins and various bits of treasure that these people had on them when they died years and years ago. So with a quick scamper, I'm going to, you know, reveal the treasure item, which is all the dead party guests here on the table. It includes a total of 48 gold pieces. That's why we were distracted. We were too busy looking at all the stuff. On <laughs> it includes a, an unusual arrow, like you found, like stuck to the bottom of one of the chairs. And it includes, one of them is wearing a very fine bracelet. Mukta's just going, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Uh, I'm going to put them all on the party loot character for now. Yep, the bracelet and the mag- the arrow are definitely magical, and then the gold is just gold. And uh, so yeah, so now you get a, you get a minute like you know how you get. I'll start like explaining like the rooms, right? So you know, Hal's poking his head in. There's this weird chamber that almost looks like magical rooms, right? Uh, Hal, you've seen something like this once before, and Nulara has too. Back on the first level, there was a, a weird circular room. It was behind a hidden door. You guys found it, and it had like etchings and runes carved into it but there was like completely picked out this. You can see the same sort of runes and the same magical shapes, except for they're full of like very fine, like silver inlaid into the runes. The ma- the room puts off an intense magical presence. This is some sort of magic for sure. And that's, that's this top room. <laughs> can I do a circuit of the room and make sure that there are no more blue guys as I poke my yep. head into each one? There's not, so up here in the top one, this wall of the chamber is lined with cupboards, shelves, and cabinets. There were a couple of skeletons. There's one skeleton left. They had one body left that they didn't get to use. Every other body got used here. So all these rooms have body descriptions. It's just they've all, all the animated corpses have reanimated, moved into this room and collapsed again. So there's like eight dead bodies in this room now. (laughs) Probably more. Uh, The top one up here, there's actually a fancy wine cellar. 500 year old wine Hal as you give a glimpse into this room can you you might need to get someone to bring a light over like Nulara because it is dark but can you give me a society check real quick you can dancing lights that's true all right uh society okay let's go ahead and see what that does that's a 13 <laughs> all right 
I mean, some of these wines might be good. It's hard to tell. There's a bunch of old wine. Hal does not like Ooh. to drink that much. <laughs> Over here on the right-hand side, like Clovis and Nilara, like Clovis, you're looking in that room. It's like an open metal hatch lies in the floor against this room's east wall. Storage bins sit to the north and south, each heaped with old bones, broken tools, and lumps of stone. And just kind of based on the positioning that's going on here in this kind of trash room and this like metal chute, it kind of lines up with the the trash chute you guys found before. Oh yeah. Uh, <gasps> hey guys, this might be the trash chute. Uh... Oh, did he say the the kid would be here? Somewhere around yeah, here, yeah. They mentioned September. there being like an office. Yeah. Um, and then over is, here on the other side, on them. on the west hand side, that's the kitchen. So the strange cast a strange squat cast iron stove with no chimney sits in the southwest corner of this room. While to the north, a large oak table is covered with cooking utensils, useless, sorry, unused for years and years, sitting against a wall. There was a skeletal buddy slumped at the base of the cupboards. It is since animated and fought you guys in the other room. It is completely clean in here. So that's that's kind of the setup, right? There's all these rooms. And then, yeah, this door to the south, right? Mukta, you open the south door and look, and you see a tiny five-foot hallway and another door, like, right there. And I go, okay, another door, that can wait. And I close the door and lean back. <sighs> yep. So we taking a minute or two before we go down, yes? Uh, yes, I think we uh, we need to heal up as much as we can. Yep. I will adjust the brooch on Nulara and put it in a more favorable position, and I will cast Lay on Hands. Okay. Thank you, Hal. Is that, um, how many focus points is that? Is that your second? my second one i'm attempting okay. to now refocus while i sit here at the table mm -hmm. and i'll tell the group there's some wines over there i'm not much of a drinker i don't know if there's anything else there's another magic circle or magic thing with like a lot of silver maybe you could like pick up all the silver mukta it's over over in this room but i'm going to take a minute to relax if anyone is interested in the wine you can go give a perusal of the wine selection and give me a society check what is this? Uh... I'm going to go to uh, Clovis really quick and be uh -huh. like, Clovis, I'm sorry to ask, but would you happen to have any of those good berries with you? What? I just need one. Um, if that's okay. If 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 oh, you're no, spent, um, I don't. It's okay. No, 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 I don't no, no. need it. Uh, I was going to do heal on all of us. Oh. I don't know about you. I am. Uh, I'm, I'm actually bleeding pretty close to the oh, boy. I'm bleeding. <laughs> you see some, uh, What'd you roll, Mukta? That's a 16. Huh? I think we found the one skill Mukta's not good at. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you give it a perusal. As, much, but just, uh, as far as you can tell, it's just a bunch of wine. You don't notice anything that particularly valuable. You can just take a few random bottles of wine if you prefer or if you choose. But none of them are catching your eye. All right. So this is a second level kill. Um, three actions. So I'm doing 30 foot, getting everybody in the room getting everyone so is that still only nine it's only nine yeah yep you don't get the plus when you do the burst heal if you target one thing you get the, the you got like plus 16 i think yeah, better than nothing that tops me off actually so that's, so that's nine to everyone okay so you're topped off how are you Nalara? still need more no this is this is okay you sure uh you? 50s oh, i'm still down at 35 so i was busy hiding in the hallway so i don't think i got hit we should uh, try, if it uses up your energy to fight, maybe you should try this potion instead. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, here, I mean, uh, Clovis. If you guys wait a few minutes, I can put uh, my hands on Clovis. I mean, I can heal him using my hands. That just sounds just not right. So yeah. and then I can, I can do... pet it, uh, bear Clovis, and I, I can heal him. Yeah, I could eat some uh, good berries. Yes. Anything that some. anything that uses your uh, your energy that you might use for a fight, I think safe. Anything um, that you can get back, I, I would If we can stay used. down here for 10 minutes, so I can get him right back. Are All we right. looking of to course, go right yeah. down, or are we looking to stay here for... Can we stick around for 10 minutes? I think we could stay for 10 minutes if we don't have any more uh, skeletal guests coming in. I'm going to start doing push-ups. Oh, why are we doing my chest? You're doing push-ups? Oh. Why are you doing push-ups, Nilar? Can you explain this to him? Just out of frustration. Got it. <laughs> Just... Okay, so push-ups, push-ups, push-ups. Very cool. Um, and so, like, 10 minutes passes... And uh, you get, like, you know, how you can refocus and get your focus point back. So I'm 43 out of 52. So. Okay. And then we get 10 minutes to Yeah. Back. You and Hal both kind of, like, get the 10-minute focus action. So Nulari, you're doing push-ups for 10 minutes. Mook just kind of looking at wine and seeing if he can find anything and is unable to find anything during that 10 minutes. And we kind of like wrap up all that 10 minute block of time passes. Um, and you get you and Hal get your focus point back. And then is there something, do you guys want to like use your focus points to heal again right away? Like, what are you guys doing? I will lay my hands on Clovis and I'll give him 12 healing. Actually, it's a. Uh... If we can take another 10, um, get your focus back, and I'll be uh, back up to my max focus. Do you okay. think that's pushing it? I don't think so. It took okay, us like do it. almost an hour to fight those things, so I don't think it's. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll the door closed. We have all these open, so unless something comes up that trash chute, we should be okay. Mm -hmm. So, you guys spend your focus points, you start your second round of refocusing. And like in like within like a minute or two of that refocusing, uh, you hear a door open from the south, and you have, I mean, you hear some noise coming from the south. I'll say that. I'll give you guys a split second. What are you guys doing? Uh, defending. Well, you're doing push-ups, so you're gonna like oh, yeah. grab you like grab your shield and strap it on and get ready. Yeah, and and defend. Sure. Sounds well, bad. I've worked my way back away from the south. Hearing the noise, not sure what's going on. I will put my shield up. Okay. I am avoiding notice. Yep, you're ducking into the other room and trying to avoid notice. <laughs> I will also climb under the table and avoid notice. Very cool. I like it. <laughs> and in so so yes. yeah, Nular is defending. Everyone's doing their thing. Uh, this door opens from the south. But here's what happens. Right? There's like a like a, a sliding and then the door opens a little bit and you don't see like a face or a body come out you see like a swarm of bugs that start crawling around the edge of the door and then kind of form a hand around it and the, the door is like pushed out and you see standing in the other side of the doorway it's a humanoid figure for sure but from from within this body this humanoid shape fit inside a nice shirt fit inside some pants you see hundreds maybe thousands of leeches crawling and spilling forth, falling out of its hand, hitting the ground and crawling back and joining the mass. And as its head peers around, you see this figure. What the heck is that? It's Maggot Man. 
pretty much. And he, he like, kind of has the door open, and he sees you guys, and he goes, well, we have guests. And as he talks, there's no mouth, right? All you see is, like, leeches around the middle of his face start squirming and making what looks like a facsimile of a mouth. And there's they're all, like, popping and hissing. And these popping and hissing combine to make this voice as he talks at you guys. And he says, guess at last. 